day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. Yes, you Son of a bitch. Well, I guess at that point, we could probably, that's as good of a segue, even though it's not a segue at all, it's, into yeah. episode 18. This is going to be a different episode. Um, I am Steve Carley. With me today is Eric Marshick. What up? And Ryan. Oh, he's gone. So it's just us today. Yeah, Ryan's sick. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we have an excuse this time. I think he just, you know, he's schedules busy, and busy all schedules that stuff. So. Line up. Whatever. Who needs him? We got us right now. That's all that matters. This is going to be a different episode. No, um... No movie. It's what we're talking about this time. It's going to be just reflection. Yeah, this is the time. Yeah, reflection. This is the time to reflect. This is a, yeah, you know, some people do New Year's resolutions. I'm a big fan of looking back at all the cool shit that happened in your past. And I, I like to live in the past, so yeah, I, I don't, like, you know, I, like I prefer look, the past. Look back at all your the cool shit you did and all the cool movies that came out, and that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, this is going to be a 2018 movies and wrestling event uh, episode. I don't think it's going to be a whole... I'm going to call it like a bonus .5, you know, it's not like a, I yeah. mean, you could call it an official episode, but that doesn't have the, uh, you know, the format that we're used to, so. No. So, here's Something the plan. Here's the plan. So, uh, I'm going to, I've got a top five. I had a top ten, I, it didn't work out, so I have a top five from last year, and then I'm going to go through a couple of honorable mentions from that, a couple of movies that I missed mm-hmm. this last, last year, and there's a shit ton, and then. There's a couple of up, well, there's more than a couple upcoming movies of 2019, including mostly horror that I have too. Yeah. So, and and I'm gonna do pretty much. I mean, they're not really a top five. There's like a definitive number one match, but the other four are kind of just they're not really ordered. And then I have just like my 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 official pick of the Blade Job bloodiest match of the year award. i'm looking forward to that one yeah i'm looking forward to that does it have to do with the muda scale is that you know oh uh, you know yeah so i, I kind of <laughs> we kind of brushed over that like we i i, I feel like i kind of skipped over what the muda scale is like it's it's almost used as like um it's a barometer of yeah so it's gore, like, like, blood, if, if, yeah, so like if there was a bunch of blood in it you could you just like oh that that was like one muda Okay, so they or do. It was like that was like a point five muda. So they do. You 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 would use the phrase like it's a muda. It's yeah, one muda. Like muda okay. is like the measurement. So okay. you'd say like like so a one huh. point one or one point oh is like what we saw in the muda match. Oh wow! Okay. So it's like a hundred percent muda. Got it. And then if it's like fifty, you know, if it's a point five muda, it's mm. like it got like half that amount of. Blood. So it goes from zero to one. Well, it's like, or is it? Does like, it matter? Is it? Does it depend on the context? I guess. Well, it's like you know, like decimals and shit. So it's right. Like well, one yeah, is 100, yeah. But yeah, okay. So with decimals, of course. So, yeah, it's, so like, it's basically a one to ten, but yeah. it's just with points. All right. But then okay. you know, there's Weird. there's been some matches that have gotten like two mudas. Why not just call the muda a ten, and then everything below it is? I guess it doesn't matter. It's arbitrary, but yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's just, fair that's enough. Just the way it works. I don't. I didn't make the rule. Somebody made the rule up fucking twenty five years ago. That's fair, man. But so yeah, we'll, we'll we can discuss whether this you know is a, how many mudas are in this match. Uh, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of wing in terms of like structure and all that. So yeah. Um. So 2018, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna call it a good year for movies. I, better than 2017. I think better than 2016. Not as good as 2019 is about to be. Then I mean, we'll get to that. But holy shit, man! Holy hell! 2018 seemed like a good year for horror. It was I mean, a good I, year for horror. I mean, I know 2017, I think, was, like, Get Out's big year. No, Get Out was 
Yeah, it was. You're right. It was February of 2017, and then I mean, it came out that year. It came out in like, September. That was a pretty good year, but I, like last year, I think there was some really we had some good good ones. We covered we actually covered a lot of it on the show with like yeah, we did Mandy and. Hereditary, Hereditary and, uh, Halloween. So, Halloween like, we, we was good. Halloween, Halloween, I was surprised by how much I liked Halloween. So like, yeah, it was a good, good year. It was a very good year. And there was some good, like, well, we, yeah, go back and listen to our like um, eighth grade. You can consider it a horror movie if you if you. Is if it, it a horror movie? It's not at all, but it could be if you if you had a really bad eighth grade, uh, really awkward. You could definitely call that a horror movie. Yeah, go back and listen to our. Um, was it our? Did we do it for Halloween? I'm where we went back and kind of did like the recent horror movies. I think so. I mean, I can't promise it was on Halloween, but, but that would like, make I think sense. It was called like the Halloween Havoc episodes, probably like, either part one or part two. Just go back and listen to all of them, yeah, man. Go back and binge it again. Just yeah. binge it again, damn it! If you're just jumping in, God, and you this is episode eighteen. I mean, archive, we're yeah. wrapping up twenty eighteen with eight, with episode eighteen. That's not much. We can go back. You can you can hammer them all out in an afternoon. Fuck. Yeah, there's like Please. not even twenty hours of Donate. content on there. It's like. Oh, it's probably it's probably twenty hours. Yeah, like I mean, hours, an hour yeah. and a half, definitely. It was like twenty-two hours, probably. More content, man. I'm telling yeah. you, that's for free. Ryan and I did our episode without you too. We didn't have you to help us keep time. That's right. And then we were drinking and shit. So we went. A I would longer. be drinking we right now. I just, uh, yeah. Well, hey, that's no no problem with that. You know, my commute to work is up a lot, so I need I need longer stuff now. I'm already rip roaring through all my my you know, podcasts I have. So. All right, well, let's I'm, get just, into it. I'm your, just gonna dive right in. Yeah, what's <laughs> your number? Five, I don't know. However you want to do it. I'm gonna go from five to one for sure. It's just funny how I have my six to ten bases became honorable mentions. I mean, I have a, of other ones too, but I just wanted to cut that in half essentially. So, um, number five, Mission Impossible Fallout. You ever seen it? How, how many of you? How many? Oh, well, I, I haven't. Okay, I, I probably. I'm gonna. I just told you my list of movies I've seen this year. It was like what four, and two right. of them weren't even new releases. Blade job. Our audience knows that I'm the I'm the one that spends yeah. the most time with the theater, which is fair. I, I didn't see. I saw Halloween and Hereditary this year. <laughs> How many Mission Impossible movies have you seen? Uh, the first. The two, fact that you're even telling me you haven't seen all. Well, I haven't seen the second one, which the first is the two, worst one. So, uh, Ghost Protocol. That's the fourth one. It's a great one. It's one of the best. Maybe I haven't seen three. Three is with uh, Death from JJ. That's with Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. The villain. Oh, no, that has, That's I, fucking, I've that seen, one's I've really seen good. All besides the no. new one, then. Okay, so I, I haven't seen the first two, but the first one obviously has De Palma. Second one, the John yeah. Woo one is, you know, I guess considered the well, not I guess it is considered the worst one. So yeah, well, it's John Woo. So well, it's it also like came out in two thousand, so that's romance. like picture early two thousands movies, and that one is like you know had John Woo kind of perpetuate that in next you know, so. Um, so this one is written and this is a uh, written and directed by. So this is the first one that is actually because. I'm not sure if you know this, but every movie has its own director. You know, for, for uh, one through five, had their have had I, their own I director. Didn't know that. I figured yeah. that it probably because Tom Cruise. Is that like intentional it is very is intentional. Like a thing that they just. It's extremely intentional because Tom Cruise kind of wanted, you know, he wanted there to be a fresh perspective for each one. Oh. Um, this is the first one that they actually brought back. The last one, Christopher McQuarrie, who did like Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, not the show, but the movie for so he's, Tom he's, Cruise. He's Cruise's buddy. It's right. And is he, he a Scientologist? No, I don't. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But if you're that close to me, you know, maybe there's some you know, kind of yeah, kind of residuals. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So the, he did the the last one before this one, which is um, Rogue Nation, which is awesome. That was his time. He that was the first time he directed a. Oh, so there's one after Ghost Protocol. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Oh, that's, okay. that's in 2015. So it's really I, goddamn good. I haven't seen any of those. Though. Okay. There's well, you. Fuck that one's on like I'm sorry yeah, I'll yeah. Check it out. They're, they're your kind of movies like I'm just surprised know, you've I never know, seen I those know, I know. 
Um, anyway, Fallout's the best one by far, but, um, uh, so this is the one that, this is the first time that Chris McQuarrie came back to write and direct this one, because he, he writes a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. he's directed a lot, but not a lot, he's directed a few things, but wrote a lot more, um, even if it's just, like, rewrites and all that, but everything he touches turns to gold, basically, so, Fallout is by far the best one, because I think it's kind of every element of these, the franchise, you know, firing mm-hmm. on all cylinders, so to speak, to, you know, to have a cliche. What's the craziest thing Tom Cruise does in it? Oh, see, that's the problem with, with these movies that there's so many different stunts, you know, for each one. You know, it's hard to like yeah. pinpoint exactly which one. I mean, I guess that kind of goes into why I love this movie because Tom Cruise does his own stunts, which I feel like it's not. It shouldn't. I feel like that should be more common than it actually is. Because think about it. Because like a lot of people will they say, you know, I don't want to do my own stunts, but if you're given that you have hired proper safety, you know, safety yeah. officers and all that. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I think it depends. You're, you're like, telling me that I could I could hang off a plane knowing that I'm safe in theory. Why wouldn't I want to do something like that? Uh, I don't know if I would do that. I if if, if you know if you if you know you're safe again in theory yes. that you know if you know that if anything bad happens you're good to go you're kosher you wouldn't do it still. Uh, may, oh, maybe. There's no way I wouldn't do that. I mean, I mean I, okay, my God, maybe that, but like, I don't. I wouldn't want to be like, you know, you're getting paid off of like a balcony, and then like if you land know, on like a crash pad. If you know you're safe, regardless. If you know you're safe, I don't know how I wouldn't do that. Why wouldn't I? You get to do how often you get to be like, yeah, I get to hang off this plane, you know? Yes, yeah. I just think there's just no goddamn way I wouldn't do something like that. Also, very small lack of CGI in these movies because of that. Oh, I like that. If if you if you after you see these movies, but you know. Again, it I just like, goes I into like real stunts and real fire explosions. That's what these movies excel in because it's Tom Cruise. He wants to do them all himself. He says, "You know, why have you know why CGI and you know a helicopter crash if I can you know just do crash it?" Crash a helicopter. Right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, no movie these days has like no CGI, but this one is very, yeah. very, very little. And they, well, you know, that's kind of like point. the new uh, Mad Max. Of course, I did. That Again, was... same idea because mm-hmm. CGI ages over time, and you can you can tell when something's like think of like. Um, I mean, Avatar, I guess, sure. I mean, if you look at Avatar side by side with like an actual, you know, forest and all that, even it's a yeah. bad example because Avatar is kind of a whole other beast. But the point is, is that it doesn't age. Like, if you use real life practical effects, that's what they're mm-hmm. called, of course, it ages way goddamn better. It's like for all the slashes we do, you right, want to have yeah. the, you know, the it's Savini and all that. Yeah, of course, exactly. Like, if you go back and watch like The Mummy from like two thousand mm-hmm. ninety nine, like. Those special effects haven't aged well. Or yeah, like the Scorpion King. Exactly, right. he looked goddamn terrible. You know, and just I and hear the, you. it just like, you know you you have Tom Cruise doing these stunts, and you're like, you know, none of this is CGI. I mean, maybe like a couple percent of it, sure, for you know the finishing touches, if you will. But the you fact that it's the all, player. I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. you need to. I I have Ghost Protocol on which on Blu-ray. But you've already seen that one. You got to see the yeah. the two newest ones with McQuarrie, who's just I think is a genius. He really is because you see. You know, the story's pretty good. I mean, I don't think the story's ever really a big, you know, no. draw for these movies, of course, all about what the hell will Tom Cruise do. Right. And uh, I think when it comes to, like, scene-by-scene scene action in terms of, like, set pieces, I think Fallout might be the one that has the most. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, watch the trailer, you can see all of them. Well, not all of them, but the point is, you know, is that that's what it's all about. So, I mean, I just I was blown. I saw an IMAX. That was your number dead. five movie, though. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever see like the response reactions to this movie? This is not a unique opinion. This no. movie is like a masterpiece. It's by really? far the best one. Absolutely, I think so. Okay. Um, it's not like a like a, you know a niche you know top ten. No, for sure, it's, it's not up just there. like a 
like it is fucking like fucking bloated blockbuster. No, absolutely. These movies never are, man. They're good. Okay. They're you know I'm, I'm, these are you you could call them anti blockbusters because you know. Well, Blockbusters involve a lot of CGI these days. I know that's kind yeah. of ironic considering the first. You know, you know what is considered the very first blockbuster? Jaws in '75, really? which uses. I was gonna say Star Wars, maybe. But I guess Star Wars probably wasn't the blockbuster at the well, time. It came out two years after Jaws, oh. so you could probably. I mean, you know, that obviously, yeah. you know, I think Jaws probably what helped with that. What constitutes a blockbuster? Just like well, Jaws. Well, Jaws was called a blockbuster just because of how big it was. I mean, in general, I mean, there you know, because of course you couldn't buy. You could. There was no AMC A list back then in '75. So you got lines wrapped around the door oh. for blocks and blocks. It made by far. It also opened up in the most amount of theaters at one time. So it goes by like ticket sales. Oh hell like, yeah! It's just in terms of just how big. I mean, obviously, a lot, you know, Marvel movies, of course, these days are you know the big money makers right. now. Like, but. You know, which is why I'm glad, I'm glad I love Marvel movies, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, um, so I'm going to move. So that's Mission Impossible. It's my number All five. Right. Um, I'm going to move into a much tinier movie with Searching. You ever heard of Searching? Mm-hmm. This is a movie that um, I think I think the good term for that is called Screen Life, where it's a whole movie that takes place all on a computer screen. Which Whoa. other movies have tried to do this? Like, the, think of like the Unfriended, the horror movie that was yeah. all over Skype and all that. Yeah. I, I guess apparently the Unfriended movies are you know better than they need to be, and they kind of do that pretty well. But for yeah. the most part, a lot of movies that try that, you know, it, it's you can see the the margin of error there is razor thin, of course, you know, because you can really make yeah. that fuck it up. So, is this movie that takes place on a computer screen? Is it like a feature length? Oh yeah, it's about probably an hour and fifty. Um, it's basically just John Cho. John Cho, you know who John Cho is, the yeah. you know, Asian guy. He's amazing. I love. He's yeah. one of my favorite actors. But he, um, it's basically him. His daughter goes missing, and he's basically just using technology to try to find her. So and, he's got like a webcam on him. So. Yeah, it's all you, picture. I mean, it's not all computer screen. It could be a phone screen. You know, it jumps. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's directed. It's first time featured director by a software engineer from Google, Anish uh, Anish Giganti. That's his name. And I'm really excited to see what he does next, just because you're able to pull something like this off. I think it's just the script. I think he co-wrote the script, or he wrote the script. I think is like perfect. There's no everything. Everything that happens in this movie, scene by scene, there's no blow. There's no you know. Um, I John. I think it's John Cho's best performance. You know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about these. I just that, is that's it like uh, you would think that you would get tired of that kind yeah. of screen life, but absolutely goddamn not. Oh. This the, the is it or, like a thriller. You it's a thriller. You okay. could definitely call it a thriller. I mean, it's well, I guess it's kind of like a. I would call it maybe like a half thriller. It's a lot of intimate, you know, intimate kind of thriller. I would that might be uh, a better term for it. Okay. But it can get it. You can get seriously the with the the use of the score is again incredible with it because it's you know it really accentuates all of the beats. It you know, sounds interesting. It's incredible. I, it came out. I think it hit you know uh, streaming maybe like a couple maybe last month or so. But it, I think it was absolutely incredible. And again, it got amazing reviews. Um, yeah. You know, it sounds. It sounds like it's something that I've. I mean, I've never seen a movie like that. So it sounds. It's like nothing you've ever. Seen. I mean, you, again, I guess there are a few movies that have done that, but not even no. No one has even come close to as well as this. You I think you know. it'll kind of be looked at like how like. Blair Witch is looked at for starting like the found footage craze. Like, if, I don't think so. I don't think screen life anything. will be nearly as big as like found footage. But yeah. I mean, I mean, especially if if they try and fail to match what this guy did, what the Nishi Giganti did. Yeah. 
because I just think, you know, again, you would think it would be boring. And I also, that's kind of the, the sad part of uh, screen life is that in 10 years, I mean, screens are going to look a lot different than they that's do true. now. That's true. It could you know? eat itself pretty quickly. And it, the movie takes place, I think, in 2004 or three. Oh. So, so um, it's already kind of intentionally dated. Exactly. It's all Windows. Yeah. I think it's XP. Which okay. Even that kind of seems a bit late for that. But the point is, yeah, exactly. So I think, like, you know, that movie is intentionally aged because of the time time period. But I think realistically, you know, as we move away from it, I think it'll be... Which, but, I mean, that's not really an issue to me. That I don't... Like, if you have no. bad CGI that ages poorly... This I don't think is it will ever look bad, or I don't think it'll degrade in you know in uh, no, in visuals. Not. No, absolutely, because it's what it's what you do with the screen as opposed to the you know. So that's a cool idea, though. It's incredible. It's a cool idea if you can get it right, and a yeah. lot of people don't. But this guy did. I think is absolutely incredible. And John Cho, you know, he's one of I. I'm not going to call him underrated because those who know a lot about him know that he's good, but mm-hmm. I feel like he just he needs to do more like starring roles because mm-hmm. especially for a movie like this where the your acting is basically just like the, a webcam on your face. How right. the hell, you know, how 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 the hell are you supposed to be able to pull that off for an hour and 50 minutes around there, 2 hours. Yeah. So, I think he does an incredible job. Cool. So, um my number that's my number 4. Number three, so my number three actually was my number one up until Whoa. the last two movies that I saw in 2018. As, as a hint for you. Did you get some latecomers? That, that I did, I did, yeah. Um, yeah, so my number three, you know I'm a big Marvel guy. So I do. My number three is Avengers Infinity War. Oh, that came out last year? In April. Wow, it just seems like that was a Endgame comes out ago. exactly the year, the, the year after, so Endgame's in this April. So I have seen that one. I did see, see that. Infinity War's I on Netflix now War. too. Yeah, I did see Infinity War. Infinity War, man, I guess. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Captain Marvel comes out on March eighth. I already have my tickets uh, for Super Emax and Imagine opening night, opening screen showtime for it. Wow, that's intense. Um, well, because for Marvel movies, I feel like we're in that. Because I mean, it's, it's been ten years now. Yeah. We are in that level of the you know roadmap where every movie is like an event and like a there are surprises yeah. and easter eggs and these movies are demanded to be seen like opening night in a big crowd yeah that's for me so that's why i told Devin, you know i said you know assume that i'm going to be getting tickets to every marvel movie <laughs> opening opening way in advance opening well i max. bought i bought my tickets about 10 minutes after the tickets dropped you know yeah in case they say so i'm gonna do the same thing for endgame but so that's what I'm doing, you know. I mean, I want to see them all because when I saw Infinity War on April 26th of last year, holy shit! Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen it. I, you know, I, yeah. I, it's almost like, can I spoil it? But I mean, I feel like at this point, you well, could probably was, spoil like, it. What but. would what? I mean, I'm not a huge comic book movie yeah, guy. See, I, don't, I mean, but like, what? it's tough to explain unless you are like, invested I, in that I, I world. Look at it, and I just to me, it's just a comic book. Like, it's really not sure. many different than like Guardians. You need so, to. Like, what made it different to you? I don't really know if I would consider it different. I mean, obviously, the risks it takes are way bigger. I mean, you could argue, as always, people argue, well, you know, they're not going to have... I mean, I'm going to spoil this because, I mean, everyone's seen this. It's like the number two. Even I've seen it, and I... Yeah. Right. So, if I've seen it... So, when Black Panther, you know, ashes away, of course, you could say, well, his movie just made over a billion, you know, like a billion and a half at the box office. You know, they're not going to have him die, which is fair. And the movie is but not anybody, a. You think anybody actually is going to die? No, I mean they're all going to the, come back. But right? the, I, you're right. No, you're, that's exactly right. But my only... my argument is it's not it's not about whether or not they're going to come back. It's how they're going right. to come back. Okay. That's what excites me about it. You know. Yeah. Um, also, I love Josh Brolin is like one of my biggest celebrity crushes. I okay, adore him. Though. Why the fuck? Maybe I just missed this part. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is Thanos not wearing his helmet? Is well, he was in the beginning. Yeah. You know, why did he take it off? You didn't need it. 
Do you see him? You see him make mincemeat out of Thor, or not a I mean, Thor, out of sure, the Hulk? But I just thought he looked like a big penis without it. I, oh, he, I think I thought he looked. I, I didn't like Thanos without the helmet. I thought it looked. Oh, see, I everything about Thanos I thought was like perfect. I mean. He's by far the best villain. You could argue that Killmonger from Black Panther is a better villain. He might be the best they've had in the MCU. Black Panther either. So you're the only one, apparently. You know? yeah. <laughs> and that's in my honorable mentions. I yeah, really I thought about just, putting that in here, but because I, I, I had some comics growing up and shit, and like I don't think I ever saw Thanos without a helmet. He always had a well. helmet on. So I guess you know I'm just that's this is like not that I really like didn't. It affected my movie experience that much, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of like that's an odd choice, but I don't know. Marvel could have Marvel could have so easily fucked up Thanos, but I think it's Josh Brolin's performance and the, you know mm-hmm. the, and their technology with the CGI. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I do like the kid who I do want to kind of go back and watch Homecoming because I do like the kid who plays Spider Man, Tom Holland. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's and the he, best he one by far. He was good in the um the other movie that he was in, uh, Captain America. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I so mean like, he's I, the best one by far in terms of like Spider Man's acting, you know, actors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, okay. I just, Avengers Infinity War, um, I, Black Panther, I, I probably could have, you know, put that in its place, but Black Panther, while a great opening night experience, you, you can't, if you, I wish I could relive the experience of the last, like, ten minutes of Infinity War in theaters again, because there was people crying, sniffing, screaming, um, and I, I like a movie that can take a chance, you know, that can make a, you know, has balls to make moves like that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, again, as always, people will, you know, come out of the woodwork and, oh, but you, you're, you're not, obviously not going to die. That's fine. Yeah. That's I get that. I get that. But well, it did, I mean, like, yeah, cause I was like, the, cause I didn't really know what to expect going in and it did like end like really fast. Yeah. It's like, amazing. Thanos, like kills everybody and well, and think it's, about like, that. Over. And I was like, what? Yeah. It got, so, I mean. If it kind of caught me off guard, I can only imagine what like uh, like a twelve year old yeah. who's like obsessed with Spider Man. A lot of people who saw you know, a like lot of people who saw Infinity War were probably born after Iron Man came out. You know, right. you, could, so, you know, like, so if you're like a kid who's grown up with these. Like, mm-hmm. I could see it being like. Well, and there's also a bunch of. I mean, I of course follow Marvel news. You know, like a shit ton. Of, I, get, I should mention I don't read the comic books. Actually, I have a lot of comic books now that I need to read. Um, but I don't follow the comics, so I, you know all of my knowledge comes from the MCU. But mm-hmm. there are a million, you know, a million billion people out there. Exaggeration that have seen you know, Infinity War, but they don't know that Black Panther made a billion, you know, over a billion. You know, they don't know that. But to these people, that's it. Thanos won. It even says, you know, you know, normally the movies after the credits will say, you know, the Avengers will return or Spider Man will return. This yeah. one says Thanos will return because this is Thanos's story. Oh, was there an end credits? I didn't watch the end. The end credits is basically. Um, see, there's like a scene at the end. There, there's always a scene at the end of it. Marvel movies every yeah. single time. I, I didn't watch. I'll explain to you real quick. So basically, it just it just it jumps to the perspective of um, Nick Fury, you know, Sam Jackson's character, and Colby Smulders is Barry Hill. They're in a car, and then they just you know they find you know they're they're starting to hear you know in the speaker about you know what's going on on Titan. When um, basically people start ashing, you know, because the universe, uh, happy universe. Like people, oh, so yeah. um, Maria Hill gets ashed away. And then Michael, or Sam Jacks, you know, uh, Nick Fury's like, holy shit, you know. Yeah. So he runs and goes into his car and gets this a beeper. And yeah. then while he's about to hit it, he starts to ash away. He says, you know, motherfucker, but he gets cut off. The audience laughs, oh. hilarious. He oh. drops the beeper after it activates and then it has Captain Marvel's icon on it. So oh, basically, okay. basically him calling Captain Marvel. 
Oh, I, I, so I, Captain Marvel hasn't been introduced yet. No, oh, Captain okay. Marvel. Her her story in Captain Marvel takes place in the '90s. She's a '90s a '90s oh, kid. Okay. Um. So how she comes into play in Endgame is we're gonna find out. So during they're gonna the movie. do her like her her like movie that explains her character. Yeah. And then Endgame will come out. And she'll and kick then kick she'll Thanos' ass. Be in that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm obviously very excited about that. I'm I'm more excited for Endgame. Actually, then don't forget in July the new Spider-Man comes out. Why two... was, so how, so this is like not off topic, but what who how did who how did Thanos choose who got Ash? He doesn't. Well, because not everybody got Ash. Well, I'll tell you this right now, and this is a good indication for Endgame. But everybody got Ash except for the original six Avengers. Who's is what Thor Hulk? Thor Hulk, Iron Man, Cap. Black Widow, and then somebody else, Rhodes, I think, you know, but uh, the Hawkeye, I think, Hawkeye, oh. no, Hawkeye got dashed, but the point is, it's all the original, so, oh, okay. which is kind of cool, That's I hear that there's, I hear that there, that there may be a kind of a scene or shot with every single, every single uh, superhero in the MCU so far in it, which would be dope, but, because remember, this is the culmination, you know, they always advertise that Infinity War was a kind of culmination of all the 21, I think, 20 movies before it, okay. I mean, really, that was kind of a part, originally, this was supposed to be part one, and then there's going to have a part two, right. but they eventually made Infinity War its own thing, and then Endgame its own thing, so Endgame okay. was going to be the real culmination of everything, and then they have movies, so, April 26th is, is Endgame. March 8th is Captain America, or not Captain Marvel. And then July, I think, 8th or 26th or something like that is, is the new Spider-Man. That's going to have Jake Hall. I'm very excited for that. Oh, okay. Um, well, so That'll be good. Avengers Infinity War was just, you know, as a culmination, as, as I guess, you know, hidden part one of a culmination worked well for me. Um, you know, again, you needed to kind of be invested in these movies to really, you know, to have this be yeah. your number I mean, it three, was a good, it was enjoyable. For yeah, the blockbuster. Like you it's know, not the, a perfect movie, but the Guardians boy, or it's my favorite of the Marvel shit. And like, so I was glad oh, yeah. that they were in it. They kind of made the movie. That was their me. first time ever meeting the two. You know, yeah, like, saw, I like cool. having them in it. Yeah, and stuff. So yeah, that's my number good. three. It was good. My number two, though, this is going to be a niche one because, Whoa. and I'll explain why. No, I well, you've never heard have of it. I seen it no, fuck no, absolutely not. No, it's not. Oh. In fact, it's directed by one of the biggest directors on the planet. Oh, okay. So my number two is They Shall Not Grow Old. Never mm-hmm. heard of that? Nope. Yeah. I'll explain why. So, They who's Shall the, Not... Who's the director? Peter Jackson. Oh, no, I did hear about this. This is the World War One documentary. It is. Yeah, it is. I ha- I've seen, like, commercials for it. It's a great trailer, too, for that movie. So, yeah. basically, Peter... J- it's it's a very personal Peter Jackson project. He basically directs and produces... It's a documentary about World War One. Yeah. But they use exclusively old, 100-year-old World War One footage that they, in, in, in turn, restore, right. add color to it, colorize it, oh, and make it, it in 3D. Okay. So, and then the idea. This is not a talking head documentary. This is the only, um, the only, what do you call it? Um, dialogue. Dialogue you're going to hear is actual accounts from people in World War One who were interviewed in the 50s and 60s. Really? Yes. And because it's all archival, it's all. So it's all. It's all archival. It takes. It's. It basically. It goes. It starts off black and white. Um. It take. And it's silent. It. It goes through you know training camp you know you basically follow you know like a maybe like a select handful of you know essentially faceless but you become and they're all british though it's uh, focused on british guys mm, isn't he british 
Well, Peter Jackson, yeah. he's a Kiwi. He's, like, he's, he's New oh, Zealand. He's, oh, okay. This is... Uh, maybe not then. I thought maybe it was it all is, British. Yeah. No, it is British. No, you're right. It is British. So, um, but he's not British. You're right, though. But these are British. Uh, so, basically, it's just, you know, it starts off black and white, silent, you know, old footage. But, um, but it's still 3D, which is, you know, you say what you will about 3D, especially post-converted. It is unfucking believable I bet it's interesting. It with, is like, unbelievable. Like this. I think that... 3D. You've never seen 3D like this before. 3D for 3D's sake, I think, can be bad. Where it's just like, oh, we're gonna have like well, things my arm flying. Come yeah, out at you. if like, if it's used to add depth to a hundred year old yeah. fucking restored footage, it that's is cool. unbelievable. That's like a cool like film. It is. It's something that Peter Jackson would do, you know. Um, and then what they also did for the de- well, I'll get to that in a second. So it starts off black and white. They're going through, you know, their people are, you know, they're kind of drafted and then join in and then they're doing the boot camp. Mm-hmm. Once they hit the trenches, it. it Expands 3D black or colorized oh, okay. footage. And again, I, you know, I've never, I've never been. This is also a, a, an awards movie for me because it wins the award of most gasps and holy shits in the audience in one yeah. movie. I've so never seen it before. Yeah, good because it played for four times total. It played yeah. on December seventh at four p.m. and in seven p.m. and then it played December twenty seventh so at really seven and four. Run. Extremely limited. Although apparently it's coming back to theaters this month. Was it? Uh, and, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, whoa. fucking go see it. Do not miss it. Like it makes me mad that people are gonna listen and be like, eh, maybe. Like you, it needs to be. I've go never see seen. It. I'm gonna like go it. see, it and I'm. I'll go with you. I'm, 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 you know, this isn't just something like my type of movie. Like, okay, is it? Uh, is it depressing? I mean, it's World War One. That sounds depressing. But yeah. you, it's not. I wouldn't. I mean, it's it's the it's World War One depressing, sure. But there is a sort of hope to it or you like, could call it there was no hope in world war one for no, sure but like in this because you're bad. following you know you're not only following you are you're kind of following a group of of young you know people who are in the you know it's basically a slice of life of in the life in the trenches for a while and then after the war is over then they leave the you'll know, leave the uh the front lines you could say yeah. it goes back to black and white also fun fact there's a great amazing 30 minute making of after the movie with Peter Jackson. Yeah. He says in the beginning of the movie, he says, you know, Hey, if you want to stay after, we'll do a you know, half hour cute, you know, uh, making of presentation for you. So it's like after the credits, it is. And it's, it's probably short. as good as the movie itself. Really? It's, it's remarkable. What is it? What is he doing? Then? Is it just him? He goes through the whole restoring? process. He goes through the whole process of how they made the movie. Yeah. And so like, let's say that in the movie and with, with cause you know, of course they have sound. So they do, they did separate fully sound for every, Every sound effect you see in the movie because they have to match it all to the silent footage you right know? so when people are talking they actually brought in professional lips lips readers to read the lips oh, so, and they okay. get so, so what you hear is what they are actually saying okay that's cool i so can't just des- i cannot describe to you as someone who loves a film history and b actual history i cannot fucking describe to you how unbelievable this movie was for me even though it's my number two ignore that it could basically be my number one it sounds good. And it, it is unbelievable. In the trailer, like it pops up every time I watch Hulu, and it looks good. Like, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to hear like that's getting some marketing. That's. Uh, it looks like it could be a tearjerker. It made some. It I don't looks, know if I would consider well, it tearjerker. It looks like it's very like not serious. Maybe, it gets but a reaction like, out of you. Yeah, like it looks like it's you know. Uh, I don't know how what I'm trying to say, but like a movie that you know makes you. It sticks think with you. It's it, yeah, it it's sticks like a heavy with you. Movie. Just it is a very heavy movie. And it's, it's, I wouldn't call it, it's not, obviously it's a documentary, but there's definitely shots of, you know, some horrific shit going on. Yeah. But, you know, 
But I cannot, I mean, even what I've told you, that only scratches the surface of the fucking techniques that they use to bring this to life. And I just, I, you know, I was in love. Like I said, I've never heard more people. And I, of course, was the youngest person in the theater. It was a pretty packed theater. It made a lot of money for what it can. And I've never heard more holy shits and gasps and oh, wow, in my entire life. I thought it was just, you know, everyone in the theater is having a sort of a, you know, ethereal experience with that. Yeah. I remember I let, you know, when the movie ended, I was so sad. I was like, I don't want this to, I want this to keep going. Because just the life on the trenches is horrible, and it's not like it's not like you know um, Richard, who's the guy from from uh, who narrates all the Planet Earth shit, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. It's not like him being like, yeah. And then they all, oh, you know, yeah. it's people in the goddamn trenches saying, telling this to you, you happened, telling right? this to you while you're watching it happen, and it's people who are there, you right, know. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. It sounds cool. It's, and yeah, it no matter sounds... how cool you think it may sound, it's way goddamn cooler than that. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I'm not even gonna be like you need to be. You know, you need to be a, a history buff. Like, like, you know, there's no, there's never been a more intimate look at World War One, the life of a soldier in World War One than that. And yeah. Peter Jackson's grandfather actually fought in World War One, which is why he did That's this. That's what I was gonna say. Like, it's definitely died something in World War that I. you like. I don't think the well clearly. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's no civil no civil World War One veterans anyway oh no anymore. i mean that's mm-hmm. 100 years old so. there's hardly there's almost no, no there's not world war two two guys left so i mean oh, yeah no. it's definitely like a good look world war one was what? 1914 to 18 i mean right so it ended it was 100 years ago probably when this came out was when it ended it was the 100 year anniversary i think of the armistice, of the armistice yeah so like i don't know that's cool it's definitely like it's a, cool. It's it's unbelievable. It's def- yeah, I just I, could not I do believe like it. History, so I, probably, I couldn't believe it, man. I I even like some of the Ken Burns shit. So I oh, it's well, he's the best. I, I mean, when like it comes this. to documentaries, so you know. Maybe I get my dad to watch it. Uh, it's it's a perfect dad son like date. Dad, it seems like a dad movie. Well, like I said, I was youngest. It was all dads, and my I took my dad and I went because I as soon as I saw that it was opening around here, I bought my ticket immediately. I bought two tickets. I said, I don't know who's, who I'm going to go with yet, but I have his ticket regardless. Um, but, you know, but if you're sensitive to like, you know, to gory, no, I, I can handle the gore. I just, yeah. I just, you know, it's not like, a, it's not outrageously bad or anything. Like, it's you just know, like Holocaust footage is just like depressing. You know, sure. some, some documentaries are just like sad for like, this is sad, but, but it's not like tear. It's not like manipulating sad. Yeah. It's not like the boy in the striped pajamas or something like that in terms of manipulating that kind of thing. It's like maybe my least favorite genre. Okay. Well, this <laughs> like, is, more, this is more like, to be sad. this is more like how the hell did these people survive this? Yeah. Like, how like you learn the life in these trenches and of course again with sound hundred year old footage in 3d and colorized you know yeah. it's like how the hell did anybody survive this anybody yeah. uh and there's just some incredible footage of you know different soldiers being captured but then they'll help out because you know every, it makes you know personally that no one knew what the hell they were doing right. no soldier you're killing american you know british soldiers are killing german soldiers they don't know no one knows why you know no right. one has you know everyone's just doing what they're told it's just like shoot this over there it is out outrageous it's uh, it, i i just you know here i am i'm gushing about this movie again i just could not and it's believe not it. even your number one no well th- my number two and one could be interchangeable okay. for sure i got you but um my number one speaking of things you've never seen before you know, and that that kind of gives it away, but you're not gonna. You, I know you didn't see it, obviously. But I know I didn't. My number one is uh, on the topic of seeing things in ways you've never seen them before. My number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I heard that's really good. It is unbelievable Honestly, as well. I've seen that pop up on a few people's number one list. It is, seen, yeah. Like people say, it's the it's best no joke. animated movie in like the past like ten years. It's the best Spider-Man movie by far, and I like Spider-Man a lot. It's easily the best one. 
Um, is it true that uh, Cage had a role in it too? A little role? He had an amazing role. Really? He was he was Spider Noir. He was the. So uh, I don't understand really how why there's different. Spider-Man. I mean, if you see the movie, of course you find but out. I, yeah, I guess right. It so works. It works really well. There's like a there's like a fat one. There's there's, like, there's Spider Ham. Yeah, like a pig. Yep, with John Mulaney voicing. I don't understand any of it, but I I do want to see that actually. This is on my list. It is incredible. I wish you could. I wish you would see it in theaters because it needs to be seen on a huge goddamn. I didn't see it in 3D. I wish I had. I'm not you know I'm not a big 3D. You know I'll I'll see movies that are shot specifically to be in 3D. You know, but this I think was this this was you know. I mean, it's, it's animated technically. It's animated, but of course, it, you've never seen a movie. Well, it looks weird. Like it looks like trailer, a comic book. Yeah, it looks like almost yeah, like when the, uh, when the like page turn. Like. Yeah, exactly. This is by far the most rep- comic book represented, and I don't think that this is a movie that's based off of a particular comic. This is more of like you know, just the idea. It's a love letter to comic book movies. Yeah. Please, anybody, hit me up on you on uh, on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Anyway, you you know who Chris uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are, right? Maybe they're the guys who directed um twenty one twenty two Jump Street. Oh, they yeah. were originally going to do Solo, but then fucked yeah, off because yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are kind of everything they touched turns to gold. The Lego, the Lego movie. Oh, they did Lego too. Yeah, they wrote this movie. Well, uh, Phil Lord did. Okay. Um. So and they produced. They both produced it. Um, I think it had three different directors. I couldn't tell you their names, or you know, they're, I, I hate to say they're nobodies. They're not nobodies. They're of course these aren't as you know. They're not. Are they like mainly do animated movie directors? I don't think so, but maybe, probably. I think they might be. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say that they're first time directors. I don't know that, but they don't. You know, they're not household names or anything like that yet. Not yet. Anyway. Was this done through Disney? No, this is Sony Pictures Animation, which did um, Shrek. like. I think Rio or something like that. The oh. point is that they don't make great movies until this. This so that's this is that's like a coming out that's a big you. shock to a lot of people. This year was like, how the hell did Sony Pictures Animation do this? You know, yeah. Um, I mean, I, the visuals you've never seen anything like it. I mean, I you know I, I know that's kind of a cliche with this, with this yeah. list, but man, I, the way that they even that if you look close, you can see the individual ink dots on all the characters, yeah. on all the setting and everything. Another one that I've seen like. It's been not spammed, but it's like every every YouTube video has a trailer for this. I yeah, like. it's worth it. I I it mean, you know, cool. I cannot believe how because I heard you know I keep my ear to the ground on you know on upcoming stuff and how it may be playing out. Yeah, and I heard a couple several months ago that this people have seen this movie and that it's really really good. So I was kind of preparing for it to you know to come out and. You know the December, late December release is usually a good sign. You know, a lot of you know, like yeah. Bumblebee, a lot of movies are you know, and uh, so when it came out and apparently it was good, and I you know I wanted to see it for a while, and um, it took me a while. I saw it late. You know, I too, I wish I had seen it in 3D because I just there's yeah, you know, it's hard to explain why I love this movie other than just be saying that every element of what makes a movie great is perfect in this movie. The script is outrageous. It seems very unique. It is extremely unique. Like, it's nothing else really like it. It kind of takes something probably... I'm making assumptions, but it I mean, looks this like is it takes right. something that's familiar and then still throws surprises yeah. at you, which I, mean, I think is nice. I think that lends in the hand of Phil Lord's writing that there's no... There are no cliches in this movie. There's, yeah. like, none. I mean, there's some of the dialogue can be cheesy because it says you could call it a kid's movie, but I don't. I wouldn't call it a kid's movie, well, you know? It's, it's mean, like it's Pixar. Like, Pixar, yeah, they're called kid's movies, but they're, they're adults would get more jokes yeah. than the kids would, you know? It's more like a... Maybe like a family movie where you... you yeah. Like, the... 
teenager can get something the kid can yeah. get something and the an adult can get something i you know yeah um i just you know all the cast the cast is freaking huge i mean yeah you've got uh you know nicholas cage as spider noir it's basically like a noir black and white spider-man and his lines oh, are fantastic like 50s, exactly like, yeah like, like a private like eye kind of yeah like... um it's incredible it's a, it's a great character too he gets enough he doesn't get a whole lot to do but everything he says is you know it was well written extremely good ear he had a very good year. He's he's having a good. Having this, a, this this is the uh, the he's, he's kinda, the cage of sons. Yeah, honestly, it finally. he probably did some like straight to Netflix movies too. Oh, he did. He did. He did a couple of those. He, but so, the point he, is, you, all it is, takes is a Mandy and a you know, and a Spider Verse to kind of project that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I one thing I love about, about this movie as well is that it has a very good message of the the, the quote is anyone can wear the mask you know because it's, oh, this this okay. is all identities of different kind of kinds of Spider Man in different dimensions it's all a lot of you know um, and I like that it's not just like you're the chosen one you know it's only you yeah. this could be anybody anybody could do this yeah. the yes. actor who plays Miles Morales is fantastic in his role he did he was the the lead guy the lead guy in Dope from 2015 maybe you, I never saw uh, that. yeah neither did I actually but the point is that he's from there okay. very good. It's a stacked cast. I, you know, I just, I, you know, I saw it with Devin. We, we, he and I both thought, you know, I thought it was unbelievable. I think I might have liked it more than he did. I don't know. He doesn't talk about it, but no, I've um, heard really good things. I've seen it like people that I've been almost surprised with. I mean, it's unanimously they, like oh, it's, it was their movie of the year and shit. So it's unanimously beloved. I mean, yeah, for good so. reason. I'm glad to see that, and I, yeah. I'm assuming that they'll do more with that art style and in that universe. Um, Spider Gwen, who was played by Haley Steinfeld, who I love very much. Hmm. She's in Bumblebee and uh, other great things. She's uh, mm-hmm. an amazing character. I'd love to see just like her and him in a movie. Um, I just, you know, that's my. I remember I left the theater. I told Devin, I was like, this is my number one. Like, you know, it was the Ava- Avengers. That was a late night. So that came out in, like around Christmas? Yeah. It wow. came out. It came, yeah. Avengers was my number one. Then I saw They Shall Not Grow Old in November. And, that and then I saw it. that and bumped it. Spider Verse. Yeah. And- so my my top three all formed itself essentially. Um, so this is a, some quick honorable mentions That's here. That's a pretty wholesome list, though. You know, it's, it's you know a little, little bit of everything. It's wholesome, yeah. We're... Um, this is a great great year for indies. You know, I, there's a lot of independent movies out there. Yeah. Most of the Oscars, I think, are you're going to be seeing a lot of. Um, speaking of, of awards, Spider Verse just won the Golden Globe for animated. So. Um, so that's awesome. So that, I have a question then. Couldn't. Has an animated movie ever been nominated for just Best Picture? Sure. Uh, Toy Story 3. Really? I believe Beauty and the Beast was. Back in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Up, I believe, was. Oh, okay. So it's not I like you're pigeonholed into your category and of being animated. Again, that, I think that's it, though. There's like not many. It doesn't. That's not often. But Spider-Verse you think could be? Or no? It's, it's guaranteed to win Best Animated. It could be nominated for Best Picture. You know, it's all about... Their, you, their freaking rules change every day, I feel like, so we don't know yet. But actually, in like nine days, those are up, so I'm excited about that. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the Astros this year are probably going to be a lot of independent stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of those... Um, let me run through a few here. I mean, Steve... I, this is not really an independent movie, but Steve McQueen is my favorite director, number one. My number one guy. He did... Uh, Hunger, Shame, Twelve Years a Slave. Right. Oh, that. He had, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Widows out this year. I loved it. I was oh, yeah. that was my number one anticipated. Did not quite make my top five, but it was in my top. Was 10. that like that was more of a thriller, right? It was or by like far crime. his most. Like, yeah, his most ambitious yeah. in terms of scope. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't it's like look heist. as like uh, it looked like. Well, maybe p- it's just in the right, but it looked more like 
action-packed than no, previous No, you're, you're right. Well, first of all, this movie was not marketed correctly because it's not as action-packed as you think it is. Because it's Steve McQueen. Uh, He'll take anything, you know, He he's a more intimate kind of... He's a, he's a video artist. He had he yeah. started off in video artistry, which is why he's a genius. And he's my favorite. And I love him and I want to be him. But and who, didn't he have... Uh, is Michelle Rodriguez? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, and she's yeah. usually like in badass like yep. chick movies. So this, yeah, well, in terms of badass chick movies, it yeah. can't get any more badass chick movie than this. Yeah. I mean, so the stack... Cast it stacked. Action. Great uh, acting vehicle for uh, Viola Davis, and then with uh, oh yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah, the movie's great. Um, Can you ever forgive me? Never heard of that one. That's a great yeah. indie directed by uh, Marielle Heller, who's an incredible director. Uh, she's she had next year or this year she has the uh, the Tom Hanks as um. But that- can you ever forgive me? Is the one with McCarthy? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Who is? I always knew that she's she can be a great actress when she's not. So here's the thing: you've you've heard of a lot of those shitty movie comedies that she stars oh, yeah. in. Those are all directed by her husband. If she's not being directed by her damn husband, she's an, a great actress. I mean, I've said this forever. I think. Or if you watch oh. like um, uh, who's the oh shit, the movie with Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel, the TV show. Damn it. Oh. um... Will it not Will and Grace? Jesus Christ! I don't know. Well, anyway, she's great in that too. But yeah, I mean, I think comedic actors are always really good in dramatic roles. Yes, or a lot of times, like you're Will right. Ferrell's done some great ones. Steve Carell's mm-hmm. done like, and not, not that it was a dramatic he was in a, he was in a good one this earlier this year like, that didn't Fox make my Catcher list. Fox Catcher was great. crazy for Steve Carell. He was great, and so a lot of guys. Blanking. I think a lot of comedians, even like, even like Jim Carrey's done some like. Some well, yeah, more serious man movies. on the moon. Yeah, you know? like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he was in a really bad, supposedly really bad, uh, dramatic movie this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's called, not but... All gonna be, but even like Adam Sandler's had some good dramas. Adam stuff. Sandler. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get to him in a minute okay. here because like I don't know. I just I have a lot of resp- like I, I think that comedians sometimes are just like. Oh, they're just you are, funny guys, but usually I think they're really good at acting. You are 100% correct, and we're going to get back. I'm, I'm going to touch on Ooh. on Adam Sandler for a minute here. Uh, I'm going to sort of brush through a couple of movies. I saw if uh, Barry Jenkins of Bill Street could talk. He's the guy who did Moonlight, his okay. follow-up to Moonlight. Um, I liked it a lot. It's in my honorable mentions. I don't think it's as good as Moonlight, but it's very close. Fantastic movie. Blind Spotting. That's a movie that came out earlier in the year. That's um, Raphael Casal and David Diggs. It's a directorial debut of... Uh, I don't remember his name. It's a uh, all. Ah, damn it! I feel bad. Anyway, that's a good. That's a good um social commentary. Very mm. much. Uh, it's a very you know electrically charged movie. I want to say you know it's uh not many people saw it, which pisses me off because I feel like that that should be up for some awards in the Oscars, but it won't be. Vox Lux. That's a kind of a power pop fantasy epic with Natalie Portman as like um as a singer really? maybe you've seen the you would that like it a lot cool. what, I you I would like really it a lot power pop fantasy that sounds epic. that's a great that's what it is great way to describe you would like it i really i again this, this is a movie I like that high energy like crazy movies this is a great it's a first of all the opening scene in this movie is one of the, the this movie has balls you would not believe i'm not going to spoil it but the opening scene in this movie i can see why a lot of people hate the movie because Uh-oh. of it it's very controversial. I love it. I love that movies have a balls to do that. I'll tell you what it is off off uh, off mic here in a minute. But um, that alone, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to love this movie. It's very good. From a young... You ever see... Um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking too much. It's ridiculous. Uh, Funny Games. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the newest one? Because Michael Haneke remade his own movie. He made the one in... Uh, Fr- the French one from one? like the 90s? Yeah, he remade that in 2007. Really, I didn't. And know. it had a guy. Anyway, well, I don't know which one I've seen then? 
To be okay. Honest. I I thought I'd seen. I thought there was only one. Either way, but, the one in the remake, one of the actors in it who plays one of the two psychopathic yeah. neighbors, directed this movie. Wrote oh. and directed it. Incredible. Yeah, he's got a good future ahead of him. I'm excited to see that. Um, a Star Is Born. We all know what that is. I've heard that was good. It's too. good. It's very good. I mean, I like music it's, type movies and stuff. It's Oscar chances are kind of dwindling as the war season goes on, but I think it's very good. First Man again. These are all movies that you've heard of. Yeah. You know, I can I can confirm that they're great. You know, First Man is from Damien Chazelle who did La La Land, Whiplash. Very good. Uh, uh, Black Panther is on here. Eighth Grade is you know Bo Burnham pisses me off. I do want to see Eighth Grade. I rented on on it's like it's a dollar. It was a dollar on you could rent it on Amazon. But I was telling Ryan, they, you know, it'd be no, no, I'm sorry, not Eighth Grade. I was thinking of um, I'm sorry, I never, I didn't. I'm thinking. Well, of, Eighth Grade what is was the other movie that Jonah Hill did. Oh, mid nineties. Yeah, never saw that. I, I just I'm, I don't I don't I'm not that kind of. You know, I, I was never a skater kid, so I just yeah. didn't really you know. I do want to see that because I do, it does... I like I like that it's apparently like an hour and a half flat. Like, I like that. Yeah. I like short movies like that. But 8th grade pisses me off because I see the movie and I think to myself, what the hell can't Bo Burnham do? Because mm-hmm. he wrote and directed it. And it's an amazing movie. And I'm, it just makes me mad. It's like, I, you know, Upgrade. You've seen, you've, you've no, heard No, I didn't. I need to see that. It's really it good. good That's really good. Lee Winnell is a great writer of those horror movies, but he's also a fantastic director who yeah. I'm excited to see where his career goes. Thoroughbreds. That was much earlier in the year. That was with um, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, uh, somebody else. I forgot her damn name. Anyway, um, that's it was a... No one ever saw it. The writing directing debut of Corey Finley, who has a movie out this year, which pisses me off because apparently this is his first time ever being on a movie set. Yeah. He, I don't know how that even happens anymore. He killed it. Um, Galveston, I saw um, a couple of days ago. That was from, you know the French actress Melanie Laurent. She was in in Glorious Bastards. She was the oh, yeah, French yeah, one. She directs. True. She's a very good director. That no one ever. This is her English language debut. Okay. Very good. Ben Foster, who I love. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and then I also like her a lot. Um, Elle Fanning, you know Dakota oh, Fanning's yeah. younger sister, yeah. is very good in the movie. And that is a, I didn't expect the you ever movie. See that movie she was in. Um, what Neon Demon? Yeah. You like how I just immediately know that? Yeah, I love that movie. Nicholas Winding Refn. That's a yeah, great movie. Yeah. Almost like um, not as good as Dry, but still very good. Like very stylized. If very... Pantos Pantos Cosmantos, if he didn't yeah. direct Mandy, I can see Winding doing doing that. Winding. Or yeah, Refn. Refn. He, yeah, he's that dude's done some good shit too. Just a couple more. I'll blast through here. The favorite again. That's another awards winner. You know, nominee here. That's the one from um, Your Ghost Lanthimos. You know, that's the one with uh, that the sixteenth, seventeenth century. Yeah. Um, that's shot very well. That looked like one of, of my favorite screenplays of the year. Kind of funny. It's a black comedy. It's your ghost. Lanthimos is by far the director who I would say I can't recommend any of his movies to people that I know because he's so niche. But this is by far his most accessible. Exactly. Yep. Killing of a sacred deer. I like each movie of his that he makes. I like better than the one before it. Like I hated Dogtooth. I like the lobster. I like the first half more so than the second half. Killing of a Sacred Deer is great. Never saw Alps before that. And then The Favorite, which is by far his best one, I think. Yeah, I've only seen Lobster. Death of Stalin. That's the guy who... I heard that was really good. It's really good. I was a big fan. Hilarious, amazing script. He's yeah. the guy. He created Veep. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the show, yeah. He was the showrunner of Veep. That Incredible. Um, Armando I, Iannucci. Yeah, he's done, like, he's... He did In the Loop. He's a super, like, um... I love him. Like, stage show. He yeah. has a lot of stage shit. He has a movie coming out this year, all about um, it's um, he's really David Copperfield, but not the not the yeah. you know the literary figure. And he's not done the, some, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm excited for that one. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? He's he's a good writer, and he's done some good... I've seen some of his, like, one-man show, like, clips and stuff. He's really good. He's he's incredibly talented. He's been around forever. Yes, and you should see it. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think I, you'll I, like I, it. I, was recommended Extremely well written. I loved it. Um, Christopher Robin. That was actually my top ten. Really? That, that's because I I grew up on Winnie the Pooh, so I'm very biased. I my favorite uh, ride is Winnie the Pooh ride in Disney World. There's a Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney. World. Oh, is there? <laughs> I've been going on it every time I go to Disney World. I I have to ride it at least once. I like the Rock and Roller Coaster. That's gone now. You, you, <gasps> what? Do you know? Do you know the, what, what's replacing it? The Aerosmith ride. Yeah. I think it's is a it Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy is oh. a ride that's going to be... Well, that'll be cool. I mean, yeah. it'll still be a roller coaster. Exactly. Um, Christopher Robin, I just, you know, I mean, I was worried because the director isn't super great, but then I realized right before I saw the movie that I was thinking of somebody else. So. Was that animated or was it, like, live action with, like, computer animated? Yes, oh, the okay. latter. Yeah. I, I thought the designs are great. People were... Oh, the designs are terrible, but they look like the original... Because, I mean, Winnie yeah. the Pooh and the characters, are they're based off a real stuffed animal. I don't yeah. know if... People seem to forget that, but... You know, and they look like the original nineteen early twenties design. Um, yeah, it was like right after I loved it. I believe. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I, you know, it got better reviews, and I was, and I was, you know, I was, I'm, I'm glad for it. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I expected it to not be great, but I was really happy with it. I think that's about all I wanted to say for um, honorable mentions. Oh, Wildlife. That's the directorial debut of Paul Dano. I love that actor. Oh, that's the with Carrie from. Yeah, uh, there will be blood. Yeah, and he was in that Brian Wilson movie. Yes, that's right. Love and Mercy. Yeah. Yep, he's great. He's, I mean, again, he, I like I said when, when this movie first came out, I've never seen a more confident debut. Like, everything that he knows how to use the camera, very confident filmmaking, um, great performance. I think, Is he star in it? No, no, he's no, no. Oh, so he's uh, just nope. completely. It's Jake Hall who I love, and Carrie Mulligan, who I also love. Oh, yeah, and he, he was in that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Yeah. Um, I want to keep. I want to say savages, but that's not what it was called. But Okja? No, it was the one where the remember like, uh, Gyllenhaal's daughter gets kidnapped or something. Oh, uh, prisoners. Prisoners. Yeah, that's prisoners? right. Prisoners. Yeah, that's it's Denny Villeneuve. Man, it's the same guy who did a uh, Blade Runner. And that was that was a good movie too. That's a great movie. Um, but yeah, uh, it's by far the best performance by Carrie Mulligan, whose every performance is the best one she's done. So it's you know it's saying a lot. Speaking of, speaking of Steve's cuties, I mean. Oh boy. yeah, this is the the. the for the whole year, twenty. For the whole year, my my cutie of the year it will come to no shock of people who know me. It's going to be my girl Alicia Vikander and Tomb Raider. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna look her up because I didn't see that. that She's uh, that movie was better than it needed to be. People they didn't get great reviews, really? but I was surprised by how much I liked that movie a lot. So. Whoa. Yeah, she's pretty hot. She is probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. You know who she's married to? My, uh, Michael Fassbender. Really? So, God damn it. Speaking of, I don't know who's luckier, honestly, in that relationship. I don't know who's more beautiful. So, Fassbender's one of my favorite actors. What else has she been in? She was in The Danish Girl. She was in... Wow. See, I get up here and I blank out, of course, you know. She has the most beautiful voice. Oh, God. Wow. Whenever I go to bed and I just think about Alicia Vikander. Because my number one most beautiful was Emily Blunt. And in, I, she's in still... Or, and just in general... But the Actress. Had to be in a movie. Recently. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, the edge, edge of Tomorrow and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. That's the one with her. That's fine. That was a good movie too. I it was that. a very good movie. Um. All right. So that's all the ones that I I don't mention. Some quick movies that I missed this year that I'm fucking ugh, I wanted to see two uh Korean movies Shoplifters and Burning. 
okay. burning Lee Chang Dong, uh, Chablizers, something, something, Korea. I think, I think people just call them Korea. kind of like Korean thrillers? Like no. Korean? Uh, well, Burning is. Burning is a hardcore thriller. Like Shoplifters their, is like... more of like a family... Well, Koreans. I mean, this is a very elitist, like, pretentious thing to say, but yeah. Koreans, they make movies way better than Americans do. Come on. But they're really Koreans good at ass. those, like, revenge... Yes, thrillers. they are. Like almost, yeah. Burning is more like I'm not going to call that. It's, Maybe it's, it's not a, a lot... revenge thriller, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I like, do know very well that style. Like um, old boy. Like old boy. Like I sure. saw the devil. Sure. Like, uh... Burning is more of like a heart, you know, like a dense um, kind of familial drama. Shoplifters is a drama, but more you know family oriented. Very you know, it's it's both uplifting until it knocks on your ass kind of thing. Okay. They both just didn't open up around here. I I've been waiting forever. I love yeah, the trailers. Didn't open up around here. Uh, I never got to see Crazy Rich Asians. I just never got around to it. I would like to. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Suspiria. That yeah, pisses me that, off. <laughs> that didn't even show. It's sh- all of us showing in like Southeast Michigan. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> I can't believe we missed that. But luckily, that comes out. You know, we'll be able to see that soon. But I'm really pissed off that we didn't get to see that at all. I wanted to see it in the theater. That's what makes me mad. Is I wanted to be able to sit there for the two yeah, and a half hours I'm, and see it in the theater. I'm kind of surprised that Main Art didn't have it. I'm, I'm shocked. Really it pisses. Surprised. It just. It makes me mad. Um, Cold War actually opens up in like next week or something like that around here. That's a uh, Pavel Pawlikowski. That's he's a, 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 a Polish movie director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did um, Ida a couple years ago in 2015. That was an Oscar nominee. Uh, Sunset, same idea, only Hungarian for Laszlo Nemes or Nemes Nemes. He did um, Son of Saul several years ago. Well, same year actually as Cold War or as uh, Pavel Pawlikowski. Sisters Brothers, that's the one with um, uh, John C. Riley and also uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and <sighs> I see I hate I'm blanking on a, names. Is it serious? Or it's, is a it western. it's a western. It's a western. It's from it's from a really really good French director Jacques Audiard. Um, and I wanted to see it for a while for like all year, and I finally opened up around here for like a week, and then it was gone. Never got around to it. Um, Madeline's Madeline is actually, I don't know much about that, but that's, it's actually streaming on like Netflix. I think I need to watch that. That's kind of like a, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. Honestly, it's, it's a movie that I hear is amazing and it keeps it very, it keeps his plot close to the chest. So I don't even know. Free Solo is a uh, documentary that's actually out in theaters like right now. Yeah. I can I've go seen see some it. Stuff for that, yeah. That's the, Mining the Gap, same idea. B- those are two do- documentaries. Well, Mining the Gap is like a kind of like a half and half narrative kind of thing. Mining the Gap is all about scary. It's basically like the good mid nineties is what people consider it. Mm. I've never seen either, so I don't know. But that's a, it's it's like a more documentary, exactly. Like that, yeah. Leave no trace. That's with Ben Foster again and Thomas and Mackenzie. These are coming out, or these these are movies that are that are out that came out that I missed. I wasn't oh, able to see. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Leave no trace is action Hulu now. I'm gonna watch that soon. I, I meant to watch it before we did this. I just never did. That's um where that, it's from the same director Deborah Granick who did Winter's Bone in '09. Mm-hmm. That was a very, that was a, that was a movie that kind of that put um. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence on the yeah. map. Yep. And this one might do the same thing for Thomas and Mackenzie. She's great. Oh, you know, in this movie that I've never seen yet. Support the Girls. That's another, um, it's a movie from uh, Andrew Bacholsky. Um, he's done a couple of independent kind of weird, you know, uh, independent movies that, have, that people, people who see it love it, but not many people see it. Mm-hmm. This is also on Hulu. I need to watch this too. This came on Hulu like last week. Um, it's all about basically like, it's like a slice of life within a, um, like a Hooters like, um, restaurant, and you know, it's kind of like a comedy. So, those are movies that I missed that I wanted to see, and I'm pissed off I didn't get to see. Although, a couple of these I can see like right now if I wanted to. So, yeah, and I, I do want to rent Crazy Rich. That's a so every week, was that um, a funny movie? Or I don't know, Crazy Rich Agents. It's a yeah, it's a comedy, comedy. you know. Um, I'm surprised, I was shocked 
beyond belief when it got really good reviews because I just didn't think the trailers made it look good at all. I haven't seen the trailer. I mean, I want to. The title makes it sound fucking stupid. It's based off a book. Um, like it, it doesn't sound yeah, like it sounds enough. like a like just like a like a shitty summer adult block. I'm not gonna lie. I'm prepared to not love it like everybody else it seems to do. I, it's just the but topic. I do support the idea of these Asian led cast. It's all yeah, Asian cast. I guess it's just I support that. I love to see more of that. That's why I'm you know I want to be able to support that. I want, I'm excited to see it for that reason. Yeah, I'm just, not, not. I don't think I'm gonna love best. it. I don't know. It just seems like it, I don't know anything about it. I don't even know. So let's talk about some movies this year. Real, I mean, I'll, you know, I don't know how what time we're at, but I've got. We're probably at like an hour. Are we? I don't think so. Really think so? Holy yeah, shit! We're at an hour. Okay, well, which is funny because this is this is my like biggest. So all right, so I'm just gonna blast through these real quick. So this is gonna be a hell of a year, dude. This is gonna be incredible. And I'm there's no these are there's no um. I'll try and see more than three movies. I'm telling you, go with me. I'll I go try all the and time. See more than three. Um. So these are all, there's no, um, no, uh, what's the word? There's no, these are just random. These aren't, you know, there's no list here. It's just all, it's, it's a list of random, you yeah. know, upcoming. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm, I'm I, very, very excited for that one. I've seen actually the, the past, like, well, since Bastards, I've seen all that in theaters. I mean, he'll never so make a movie fun. as good as Inglorious Bastards, in my opinion. I agree. I think that's my favorite. That one, I didn't even like it at all when I saw it in theaters, but then I watched it again afterward, and I was like, oh, this movie's perfect. Got I think it. It's my favorite. And I um, think that, I also think that Hateful, I liked Hateful Eight better than Django. Same. I saw that one in 70mm at the road show. They, they brought it to different oh, theaters. I, yeah, I was lucky to do that. There was a, an, uh, an intermission during that movie. Yeah. Which is awesome. I like that. I like. Inter- I wish they would bring those back for longer movies because yeah. that was really nice. Moving on, Ad Astra. This is from um, from James Gray, who did The Immigrant. His last movie was The Lost City of Z, which oh, I think okay. you would like a lot if yeah, you watch. No, it's on I've, Amazon. Yeah, no, I've seen that actually. It's really good. This is this is a space. It takes place in space. It's okay. got Brad Pitt traveling to I think Jupiter to find his father. Okay. Shot by Hoyt Van Hoytema, who was one of our best uh, cinematographers. He did Dunkirk and oh, Interstellar. Okay. Um, also, um, he did, uh, Spectre, the James Bond movie. Movie wasn't great, but he, it looked great. Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, I put those two together, you know, yeah. Spider-Man, all three of those, I'm, you know, those are all, you know, I'm excited for is that. Is this the second Spider-Man with Tom Holland? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Yes, it is. Um, these other two here, I'm, I'm gonna put, because they're both horror movies, I'm gonna put those in a, in a little bit. Uncut Gems, you, you've seen Good Time. Yeah, with Pattinson. That's the, uh, the follow-up from those guys. This is the one that stars Adam Sandler. Oh. And it's all about, it takes place in the Diamond District, I think, of New York. Okay. And it's all, it's like a heist movie with him. And it's like a drama. Good Times was good. Good I, Time, I thought, was amazing. It was just like, I needed, I, I've only seen it once, and it just didn't, I, I don't know if it was overhyped. Watch it again, because the movie's incredible. Should, and yeah. those two directors, Benny and Josh Safety, Safety are incredible, and they have yeah. a good career ahead of them. Um, and that one's gonna be that's a Netflix movie. I think oh, it's gonna cool. be incredible. Star Wars. Oh, Triple Frontier. That's from J. C. Chander, who wrote and directed um, All Those Lost, uh, uh, Almost Violent Year with, uh, oh. which is incredible. I love that movie. Yeah, and also yeah, Margin Call. That. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be that comes out on Netflix like uh, I think little in a couple of months. I think the tra- the trailer looks pretty good. Star Wars Episode Nine. We don't know what that's going to be yet, you know. Oh that's, yeah, I'll see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a kind of. A we'll given. probably get a trailer soon, or we'll get like a mm, title or something. The like title teaser. will probably be. I'm going to say in March you'll get the title. Maybe the first teaser in April with Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. That's usually how they do those kind of things. Yeah, also, you'd think that they would have something for Super Bowl, even if it's just like. A mm, 10 I think they're going to focus on Avengers for Super Bowl or Captain oh. Marvel. I think maybe not Captain Marvel. Is there probably no Avengers, Avengers trailer yet? No. Well, there's a teaser. 
Oh. Um, it's a very short, you know, and they're of course keeping everything to the, close to the chest because of how sp- the entire movie is a spoiler essentially for everything. Like if, yeah, because you'll just see who comes. Every, every, I mean, just the whole movie is going to be, you know, um, so they're, everything they've shown so far, they claim was in the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And that's in the teaser. It's very pretty short. Uh, High Life. This is a movie from a from a legendary French director named uh, De, um, Claire Denis. You know, great French female director. I hate saying like female director. Like it should be implied that she's, she's not a female. She's just a director. You know, well, sure, you, you need yeah. to be. But I do want to make sure it's that's known. But you know, <laughs> she, what has she done? Like what is her? She's a French, so she does a lot of. I mean, I couldn't even really tell you the names. You know, okay. she's. She, this is her English I, language I, I debut. I've probably seen any of it. No, I'm gonna, like, I've never seen do, any of them. She doesn't do French splatter. No, she okay. does. They're all. This is her English. Language. This is um also uh, Pat uh, Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Who I'm telling you, he and Kristen Stewart, who have yeah, did the Twilight kids. They they I love that they use all their fuck you Twilight money to do these amazing. They have an incredible yeah. career. Some of the best careers you that are in the game right now. And they keep they stick with indies. They stick with independent. Well, like even like Franco sticks with fuck. He does yeah. a bunch of dumb shit. And then he tries to direct and doesn't work out super well for yeah. him, except for like a. Yeah, but um, so High Life is it's a space movie, but apparently it's a because it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival last year in September, oh, okay. and apparently it's been called a slow, methodical, psychosexual space uh, movie. Hmm. Apparently, it's very weird and sexy. Hmm. I'm into that, like Barbarella. Yeah, but more serious. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that just Jane Fonda doing naked yoga? No, it's very serious, oh. psychologically weird thriller, sexual, okay. psychosexual. Um, I'm into that. It's apparently a very love it or hate it divisive. I like that. I like okay. divisive shit. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, I'm very excited for. Yeah, that looked cool. I it's like, like a blockbuster, but it looked pretty cool. I like when big studios give young independent movie directors... Like a shot at the big time. Exactly. Yeah. Usually it works out pretty well. It works yeah. out really well. Um, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is the official new title for the uh, Marielle Heller-directed Tom Hanks... Um, uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers movie. Oh, really? They're doing an actual biopic mm-hmm. now? Yeah. It's, so it'll probably be good. It's going to be good. Will he be my neighbor or will he be my neighbor? It's, won't you be my neighbor? That should have been an honorable mention. That's a very good that, movie. That I'm not a big... I, I did not grow up with Mr. Rogers, so I'm kind same. of... Yeah, okay. So we're in the same boat. But I hate to say, like, you know, well, it will be good because of the director, but, but it seems, will be good I mean, because of the director. I know Heller. about him and, like, if it has a good writer to it, I mean... It's probably going to be good because everyone says he was like literally like the perfect human. I mean, I just it's Mariel Heller. She's amazing. I never, I, I, I unfortunately never seen her kind of debut a Diary of a Teenage Girl from twenty fifteen, but that's been one I wanted to see. But I loved, uh, well, um, freaking, can you ever forgive me? Anyway, moving on. I'm almost done here. Little Women is the is the follow up of Greta Gerwig to Lady Bird. Mm, okay. little, little Women is a movie that's been made several times. It's kind of like a Star is Born. It's like each generation gets their own Little Women movie. Essentially, oh, okay. I got you. Um, it's got pretty much every great f- actress you can think of, like big, you know, from Meryl Streep to uh, oh, Saoirse wow. Ronan, and then also Timothy Chalamet because he's everywhere now, which is good. Okay. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is Taika Waititi's movie after uh, Thor Ragnarok, where he plays a hit- a Hitler like dictator. Um, who I believe he has like a a childhood invented friend called Jojo Rabbit. He really? wrote he wrote it's it. He's directing comedy. it. It's going to be like a dark comedy. That yeah, it's fun. like a World War Two. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's only something that Taika Waititi could do. That comes out in I think in like November or something like that. Knives Out. That's the it's Ryan Johnson who did Star Wars, you know, Last Jedi, and Looper and oh. Brick. That has every single cast member you could possibly. 
name name an actor right now. He's probably in that movie. Really, Chris Evans. Yeah, he's in that movie already. Right? Yeah, so that's a that, that that's gonna be him going back to his roots with Brick. Which it's gonna be like a whodunit kind of like a noir, oh. you know, modern noir whodunit. I'm excited for that. The rhythm section. That's a that's a that's a um, Reed Morano who directed the pilot for. The TV, the Hulu show, um, The Handmaid's Tale. She does a, oh, okay. she is a. Um, That's kind of a big thing. Last it year. was, yeah. This is her movie about. Um, I forget, which is funny. I guess I'm excited because the cinematographer is uh, Steve McQueen's go-to guy, uh, mm-hmm. Sean Bobbitt. So I'm. That's why I'm excited for this movie. Waves is a independent. He. This is for the follow-up for uh, Trey Edward Schultz, who did. Um, the uh holy shit hold on he did Cresha a couple years several years ago and then he did a one after that on amazon a couple or on netflix or was it it was amazon a couple of last year i believe called mm-hmm. um it comes at night have you seen that yeah that's the one with uh yeah yeah that, okay that was on amazon it was yeah that's his oh. follow-up and this is and waves is supposed to be um it's a, kind of like a musical drama oh. interestingly enough so it's he's nice he's, he's staying away from the thrillers yeah or, which well, is which but, to me i like that i like departures which is why i was excited yeah, for widows i like departures so what i'm you, excited are, for that you, uh, I was gonna, what do you think or is this might be on your list do you have the new jordan peele movie on your list I was. We'll get to that. Okay. The the true history of the. I'm almost done here. The true history of the Kelly Gang. That's from Justin Kurtzel, who did Snow, um, the Snowtown Murders. Oh. Uh, I never saw it, but um, Assassin's Creed and Macbeth. Hmm. I'm very excited for that. Um, it's it's going to be a well. The, it's it's all about uh, Ned Kelly, the yeah. you know, 19 late 19th century outlaw. Oh, okay. Um, which is going to be I, that because he's, he's a great Australian director. That's going to be really good. The King is the other Australian director, David Michaud, who did the Rover Animal Kingdom. Hmm. I think you would like the Rover a lot. It's on Amazon, I think. That's with um, one of my favorite actors, uh, Guy Pierce, oh, and yeah. Robert Pattinson. Some of his first like after Twilight roles. The King has who else? Timothy Chalamet. That's going to be Netflix. It's the King Henry the Eighth, I think, or one of the oh, King okay. Henrys. So period piece. Exactly. Okay. And then Ruin, which is wait, hold on. I think Ruin is also a um, Justin Kurtzel movie, which they might not. I don't think that's going to come out this year, so I should probably get this off the list. Let me confirm this. Let me just. Oh, I guess it is going to be this year. Justin Kurtzel. Am I getting this wrong here? Who did the True History of the Kelly Gang? What is Bo- it? Oh, they're oh. both. So Kelly Gang may not be out this year. Oh, okay. But Ruin will be. Okay. Um, that's uh, an ex-Nazi Catherine navigates the ruins of post World War II Germany. So I love Justin Kurtzel. That's on my list. That that's my list of upcoming. That's a hell of a list. And that just barely, is that every movie that's coming out this year. That's that, 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 that just scratches <laughs> the surface, my friend. It seems like that's just scratching oh, the surface. There's also, I mean, there's many more, but so upcoming horror, real quick. Okay. Us. That's the Jordan Peele follow up to Get Out. I love the tra- I love the trailer. I'm curious. I the love trailer the trailer. Kind of was lackluster. I mean, I love it. But I know what you mean. I think you might. Mean, it seems a bit more cliche than maybe Get Out was. Maybe we've seen that kind of thing before. Yeah, I don't. More know. more horror and less like social. It's you know? less like I mean, Get Out is almost just like straight satire. Well, they well he he calls them socio political yeah. horror and I mean, thrillers. This, yeah, basically. this one looked. So, so societal horror that's what he yeah. basically calls them us is that too it's gonna be about it, it'll probably be good but it yeah. will be good midsummer that's a movie i don't actually a I, horror movie? I think it might be that that's from the guy ari aster who did hereditary oh 
That's his follow-up. So that's why I think I think I think it's a horror movie. The Lighthouse. That is the follow-up for Robert Eggers who did The Witch. Okay. You've seen that. That's his yeah. follow-up. I'm excited about that, that one. The Nightingale. That is the follow-up from Jennifer Kent, the a great Australian director. She directed uh, The Babadook. Oh, okay. Her movie. This premiered, I think, in t- Toronto as well. Yeah. People, same idea. Very divisive, but apparently it's just like, it's brutal. Apparently it is yeah. violent and brutal as hell. Hmm. Very exciting. I've been waiting for a trailer for a lot of these for a while. It's pissing me off. Um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, that'll be good. The book sucks. Um, like most King books, he's he's better he's better than his books are, except for um, the Long Walk is great. Um, Pet Cemetery is directed. I like it because again, they're giving these young these two young directors this bigger. I and it's not you know a Hollywood movie, but it's still a bigger project. They yeah. did Starry Eyes a couple years ago. Oh, I never that's saw pretty it. Good. Um, I think it'll, it's Kevin Colch and something. Like, uh, it'll, it, man, that's a blockbuster. Great it'll trailer. Be like the big horror movie of whenever it. It'll be runs. a. It'll. I think it'll make some good money because be I think like, it's going to be good. I. I. I have faith in it. A great trailer. I love um, Amy Cmets. I love. Uh, Lithgow. Yeah, exactly. Um, it Chapter Two. Again, you saw that you never seen I never the first saw the one. Second one. You need to do that. I know, I, I, that movie. I don't get it. The movie got great reviews when it came out, but I feel like people have soured on it over time, which is bullshit. Because I think I've, the movie is incredible. I've seen a lot of people souring on Hereditary. Also bullshit, like, but you know, like, fair I mean, enough. Also I, bullshit, but yeah. I remember like it was sitting at like ninety something on Rotten Tomatoes at first, mm-hmm. and now you go and like reviews that have come out in like since mm-hmm. like late twenty eighteen. People were completely shitting on it. I didn't. I didn't put that in my honorable mentions, but I should have. Hereditary is very good. I really good. liked it, but yeah, I mean that one seems like it kind of like. I don't know if maybe it just got overhyped and mm-hmm. people saw it late and were like, "This is what everyone was fucking talking about." I don't know. It was definitely of the moment for sure. Um, yeah. I'm surprised it's really not getting much uh, awards. I think it should definitely deserve some. Yeah. I got two left here. Scary stories to tell in the dark. You've read the books, yeah, or is you've that seen? Be kind of. So this, I was curious about this. Are they going to kind of try and? keep it more subdued or is it going to be like balls out like scary like is it going to kind of be like we a, don't know yet there hasn't been a I teaser would love for someone to try and take that on but keep it almost like a tim burton like Coraline, where it's mm-hmm. it's like kind of kid friendly but still kind of demented and scary if that makes sense sure i don't know what they're going to do with it but i would love to i think that's always like a cool challenge if you can take a kid's movie and make it scary like it i think it was a great well, i like the yeah, idea that's kind of an adult movie though. i guess i, I yeah, okay yeah, fair yeah. enough i you guess I, mean, like, I guess i like when they have kids kid-centered cast for like really r-rated movies you know well, yeah. it was perfect for that yeah, yeah, yeah i hope that's the direction i think i don't we don't i don't think we know yet um, and that's directed by Andre Orvidal. He's, a, I think, a Danish guy. He did, like, Troll Hunter and the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, Troll Hunter was really good. I See, really there you go. That. See, that's why I have, I have high hopes for it. That's why it's on my list. Never saw Autopsy. I think Ryan always says it's really fucking good. It's, 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 yeah, that's what he tells me. Last one is uh, In Fabric. That's um, In Fabric is the from uh, Peter Strickland, who did Barbarian Sound Studio and the Duke of Burgundy. Oh. I watched Barbarian. I thought it was pretty good. I still need to see uh, the Duke of Burgundy. On, it's on Hulu. It's like a modern giallo. Yeah, it is. It is. In Fabric basically has the audio. You're following a piece of haunted fabric that as it goes and kills different people who wear it. Mm. It's, of course, going to be much more surrealist and weird and dramatic than yeah. it sounds. Um, and I'm excited for that. So that's pretty much. I have a couple of shout outs. Drig Doremus, an actor, a director that I love. He did like um, Light Crazy. Breathe in, 
Uh, none of them get good reviews except for the first one. Yeah. But I love them all, and I love him as a director. And I think I love he ha- he works with an amazing drone uh, composer that I like um, called A Winged Victory for the Sullen, who I love their music. And Dustin O'Halloran is a great pianist he works with. Every movie that he makes gets like pretty pan, but I love them all. Okay. So I uh, he made he had a movie come out this year called Zoe that was like I think an Amazon original. And uh, again, like his like least well reviewed, I liked it, but I think they're all good. So I want to give him a shout out. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing. Okay. He's I, I've been watching him get bigger and bigger throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano, quick shout out to him for for Wildlife because again, I've never seen a more confident, um, you know, a more confident he seems debut. Like a cool dude. I've He's a great really seen great Prisoners actor, and I've seen um, Love and Mercy. Yeah. He's a great. He's always he's always a steen yeah. seal. He's the best part of every movie he's in. Wildlife was really good, very personal. I love you know I I love him as an actor. I, I'm excited to see where his career goes. I want to shut him out. Last thing, Roma wasn't on my my top ten. I don't. I, it wasn't really it wasn't really wasn't even in my honorable mentions. But I did like the movie, and I just want to shout out to to uh, I want to give a shout out to the writer, director, editor, cinematographer, producer. Wow. Uh, fucking Alfonso Cuaron. I don't I mean, think I I mean I don't know. It's I don't know if it's my type of movie. It looked long. It's not. It's not your type of movie. It I can is. I can tell you right now. It's, it's barely a, my type of movie, you know. I saw it in theaters yeah. cuz you need to see it in theaters even I'm though it's on Netflix. Your top 5 didn't have more stuff like I was expecting a lot of like Yeah. You, you ended up you ended up kind of uh well, going with more uh stuff that I actually was interested in like Spider-Verse. Yeah. And, I mean, I believe me, that wasn't lost on me. I'm surprised too, but yeah. again, my 6 through 10 I had, you know, Vox, Lux, Widows, okay. Blind Spotting, you know, but it got bumped down for, you know, for a sake of just moving this along so overall great year i'm extremely excited for 2019 right now there's not much going on so you know yeah. i think come march we've got dumbo lion king i'm excited pretty much you know pick any disney movie i mean disney is taking over the world and yeah. either you're into it or you're not luckily i love everything they do so i'm blind and delusional and i'm yeah. in denial over the fact they're taking over the world because i like everything they do but like, I can see why people are worried about that, and rightfully Disney's so. Like, like we were saying earlier, like movies that like manipulate your emotions to feel sad. Like mm-hmm. I kind of have this like weird, like apocalyptic vibe about Disney on how well they understand human emotions and can like I mean literally yeah. trick you into feeling like happy and sad. It's it's just like. And then, and then, as soon so, as you find a movie that may do it better, Disney buys them, so yeah. then they own them now. <laughs> so it's like Disney, like literally, could make like the perfect. They're like, taking over the world. Like, they really AI, are. Like, I mean, if they, like, I feel like they just have just a lot of creativity and stuff. So I don't know. It's not scary, but it's just like. Well, I, I mean, listen. I really, it is worrisome that they are just buying everything, and they. I mean, it is not. You're, you're there. Will be. It is not... If someone's worried about them, I get it. I really do. I'm lucky that I like their movies, so I'm like, hell yeah, sure. But it's not lost on me that if they keep this up, there's not going to be any other movies, man. Yeah. I mean, they've already they've already gotten rid of... The idea of a mid-tier movie is gone. You're not... You either have the independent movies or you have the big-budget blockbusters. You don't yeah. have anything else. Right. That is a whole era... I want to say probably 90, 90 years of just possible mid-tier movies yeah. gone. Does not matter anymore. That's now that's no longer a thing. Right. And that it is it is not a good thing that Sony that not Sony that well no not especially not Sony that Disney is you know kind of putting their their fingers in every dish 
the mid tier now is probably and and it's and it's really not even because these places have some big movies but i would say the mid tier is almost like streaming straight to streaming movies yeah well you're what you're explaining what what you just said is necessarily like the romas and stuff like that but more like we were talking about like the cage shit Mm -hmm. like that stuff, I think, will always exist. But the problem not... is that they're not existing in the theaters. They're no, existing on they're streaming. Existing on streaming. The... Which just further proves the point that they just, just gone. You're not going to see that in theaters anymore. Because no. they don't make money. I mean, it's you like know, this shit, too. Like, tapes back in the day, it kind of it all evolved. These there are good movies. There's a very wide range. Uh, this big this big shelf full of VHS tapes of different, produ- different uh, budgets and production right. sizes. You got pretty much... Disney up top there, or if, and then a lot of things that try, like let's like taking a look at like um at um just last couple weeks ago you had um Mortal Engines in theaters, mm. you know how much yeah. money that made? Probably not no, a lot. Not a lot. And it I'm talking, expensive. I'm talking about one of the biggest bombs in of, of in many years. It looked like fucking yeah. like millions of also, dollars worth of CGI. Peter Jackson produced, not directed. People thought that he directed it. His kind of protege for all the all the the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Rings, oh. Christian Rivers, I believe his name is. He directed it anyway. Bomb. Other movies try to, but then Disney goes, okay, we'll put out Dumbo. For, I don't know if Dumbo's gonna make a lot of money. It will. It will. Plus, I, I hear from the grapevine that it's a huge tearjerker. Apparently, it probably. is extremely sad, which is the point. But fuck it, I'm like already like I'm probably gonna see it, but I'm already like oh, I'm excited for it. I it looks like Dumbo is the first movie by me that the first movie that made me excited about a Tim Burton movie. I don't care for him at all. I'm not his audience. Wow. What do you think about this? Is like this is probably I'm gonna keep this answer quick because this could sure. be a whole tangent. What do you think about like CGI movies? being considered like live action movies like you think they should almost fall into animation like lion so king. you're thinking of the lion king yeah people like, say it's I a live action that, but it's, it's all it's cgi just, i think it's just like a really like modern animated movie essentially i, I think mean, I that calling and shit maybe but i think that calling that this upcoming lion king a live action is bullshit i don't really care yeah, I, mean, I don't really it's, care it's like technicalities but i just think that it's and so i'm bizarre. a guy who preaches technicalities and i you know like i'll correct it yeah. if it's wrong I'm just not concerned about it because it just seems like weird to call it live action when majority of that movie is made on, on CGI. computer screens. Same thing as the Jungle Book because right, it's the so. same crew, of course. It's the same John so, Favreau yeah. did both. I just it's just like a little thing I've I thought of. Speaking of Lion King, <laughs> keep an eye on that. People talk about Avengers and Star Wars making the most money this year. I'm willing to bet that Lion King gets more than Star Wars this year. Are they gonna have music in it? Is it gonna be a musical like the original? Yes, but I, a couple of the biggest songs apparently are not in it, or maybe they now are, but they weren't at one point. But I'm just saying, I think Lion King's going to make more money than people realize, Probably. so keep an eye on that. I think it will, too. Um, and then, so basically, yeah. So pick to pick a Disney movie, I'm excited for all those. Uh, Dumbo, Lion King, you know. Um, there's just a lot of good movies coming out this year. A new Tarantino. You got The Irishman, the new, um, the next movie from... Uh, freaking Scorsese on Netflix this year mm-hmm. allegedly I mean this is, this is a good year for a lot of really good directors so keep an eye out for that well you know what else is going to be a good year for? wrestling wrestling <laughs> it, it really is take it away like, please it's going to be like, I've said enough we're heading into we're really heading we're not heading into another Attitude Era but we're heading into probably the most like wrestling probably has the most eyes on it than it's had uh like, in a positive light, probably in 20 years, I would say. Okay. Hmm. I mean, there's hmm. a new company, All Elite's popping up. Um, you know, New Japan, I think they're kind of 
staying the course with where they're at. I think they'll be fine. You know, Impact is really push, putting a lot of money into their product. They're doing free streams on Twitch now. Are they really? Yeah. Huh. So it's like, I don't I know, know. It's just a lot of a lot of really good. And then the everybody who is performing is fucking awesome right now. But anyways, I digress. The uh, These are kind of my, you know, some of the best matches from 2018. And, like, these first four are um, not really in any order. They're just going to be out there. And then I'll, I, I do have a, an official match of the year. Um, so my first one, this is going all the way back to Wrestle Kingdom last January. It's like a year Wrestle ago. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, so this is in New Japan. We haven't covered New... Well, I guess okay. we covered Muda, which right. was New, New Japan. Japan. Yep. But this is... Yeah, so this was uh, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega... The first time they fought, uh, it was, I think it was a no DQ match, but I don't know, it was just a really good match, you know, like in, in wrestling they have like, kind of how like movies have like IMDB and like Rotten Tomatoes, like that wrestling has like star ratings essentially Mm -hmm. in this match, um, I think it got five stars. So it got like the highest stars you can get, which pretty much means the perfect match. And actually a lot of these on this list do. But I don't know. If you saw it, you know, I think the Jericho Omega match was the best match that uh, New Japan had last year. Um, a lot of table spots, just really hard hitting. No blood. Oh, maybe a little bit of blood, but hard way. It's good stuff, though. Um, and I know there was a, like, I know there's probably a lot of New Japan fans who are probably thinking, like, oh, there's, you know, fucking. Tanahashi, you know, there's a, there was a lot of good matches, but I don't know. For me, particularly Jericho Omega, I don't know because I'm just familiar with them. But it's just the style they worked was a very American style, anyways, with the kind of New Japan tinge. So that's why I think I liked it. Um, next, you actually watched this, Steve, with us. Okay. Um, before we went to NXT, we watched that ladder match for yes. the North American title. Absolutely. That's prob- that's one of my top matches from uh that was at uh the takeover New Orleans. Um so before uh before WrestleMania last year. And that was I mean th- this was almost maybe my top match for a while. Um but it is kind of crazy. There's a lot of high spots. There's a lot of people in it. Uh everybody gets their shit in. Adam Cole ends up winning. I I mean it's 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 like one of the matches you show to a non-wrestling person, you know. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Which is like when we first started, Steve Perfect. was kind of a non-wrestling person. So, you know, it's one of the matches that you show somebody. And I think anybody who just likes high action and, you know, shit like that, like, it's it, there's so many crazy, crazy spots. There's, you know, it's hard hitting. Um, You know, the stunts are beautiful. You know, you had... Ricochet, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, and EC3, all, you know, potentially the top guys that are going to be coming up this year. So, I don't know, great, great, uh, great match. Uh, next, this is kind of a crazy match that I was debating whether to put on because I wanted to put a true tag match on. And this is actually a TNA match from Bound for Glory. So for this match, Steve, they... Mm-hmm. 
is it was they completely they called it a concrete jungle match, which I've never heard before. They completely made it up just for this. <laughs> Do they not but what they that? did was they <laughs> they stripped all of the padding off of the mat. So underneath the wrestling mat, there's essentially just like loose plywood that runs along that just supports it. So it's like almost like a bed frame. Sure. Like, if you can imagine where it's just you lay the wood down and then you put the weight on top of it so it holds it in place. So when you pull that that fabric off, you have loose wood essentially. Yikes. So these guys are fighting on wood and every bump they take, the wood just like j- pops up and comes down. So hmm. there's there's now becoming like major gaps in the ring and there's just, you know, there there's like a 4 foot drop. I, it's it's one of the craziest matches. I mean, it, <laughs> sounds well, complicated. Yeah, it's com- I'm going to post a link to it. I mean, it's the match itself, I mean, it had kind of a screwy finish, but it's definitely probably one of the most memorable, like, street fight, like, hardcore matches I've seen in a long time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was OGs and LAX at Bound for Glory. Wild, wild shit. Uh, I wanted to include a women's match on here. Um, and, I mean, this is, like, by far, I the, this is, there's, like, not even a question what this was, it, but the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Last woman standing at Evolution. I don't think you saw this. No, I don't think you saw this. I've but, seen Becky Lynch. I don't think I've seen this yeah. episode though. Or this, so uh, last woman fight. standing. Um, it's pretty much what it. You know, it's same rules as last man standing. It's you beat your opponent till they cannot stand anymore. Oh, great! All right, so into that. A lot of table spots. A lot of. I mean, honestly, probably the best match. Um, I, all, all, all this the. Ladder match for the North American and my actual number one could have all been my number one match. It was it was fucking awesome. Okay. Um, Becky, kind of on top of the world, you know. Obviously, avid uh, Blade Job listener, crossed her nose open. You know, was, had the crimson mask for a for, crimson mask. For I a, love that for a, a SmackDown. <laughs> so, that. you know, shout out to her for you know putting on probably the best women's match. Honestly, probably one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. So wow, and then for my uh, match of the year, we've seen both of these guys live, Steve. This is oh, NXT. Shit. Okay, Gargano and Champa. The ah. first time they met, this was not right. undisputed era. No, not undisputed era. I like them. Champa Gargano. This is the first time they fought. This was also at the same event that the ladder match was at the uh, New Orleans Takeover, and I mean they're. It's like I'm really just speechless, like to talk about. It. There's so many like crazy spots. They're hitting each other with crutches. Uh, they're literally taking back bumps onto cement several times. It's in- it's, it's intense. Um, this is the first time they fought. They fought again, and I think they did a last man standing at another one. But okay. the unsanctioned was fucking. It was wild, and I. I can't recommend it enough. I'd recommend that whole show. This, I mean, if I had to pick a whole pay-per-view of the year, uh, take over New Orleans, NXT take over New Orleans. You know, you had that ladder match. You had the Champa, um, Gargano match. Um, I believe you had, uh, I believe Alistair Black won the title off Almas at that one. So it was, it was very good all around. Okay. Um, and then kind of like just to wrap up here, my bloodiest match of the year, 
<laughs> this if is like, Ryan I'm, I'm excited was, for this one. If Ryan was here, he'd probably shit. But I mean, I'm putting it down. Nick Gage versus former WCW heavyweight champion David Arquette. David Arquette. So did you see this, Steve? I I think you might have showed yeah, me a clip or something. I mean, yeah. So like, David Arquette, you know, very very polarizing character in wrestling because he stars in Ready to Rumble in 2000. Um, kind of through promoting that movie, they put him on TV as a wrestler. So he's you know he's in a he's in a fictional movie, right? As as a wrestling fan who kind of becomes a wrestler, but then they take him. And actually put him in the ring with the wrestlers in real life. And he eventually goes and wins the heavyweight title. And a lot of people will, you know, point at that as saying that's what killed WCW. That's what put them out of business. So he kind of gets maybe a not so fair rap in the business. But yeah, here's the picture, Steve. David Arquette. Holy! No, I've seen this. Yeah, I've okay. You've shown me this before, right? Yeah, and I'll post. There's like so. The thing was, this was at like a house show. Like there wasn't. It wasn't really filmed. There's some like cell phone image uh, video and shit. He so pretty much they took like a light tube. Um, the light tube, uh, Gage jammed it into his neck, and then broke another one over Arquette's head, which caused the big blood, but. I the guess, usual suspects. Yeah, right, but the yeah. neck one, I guess, really freaked our cat out. Because if you watch the video, you can see him, like, visually get pissed. And then he gets up and leaves the ring. And I guess he goes and... I, he was, I guess he was maybe planning on walking out and just saying, fuck this. But I guess he got medical attention, came back, finished the match. But, um, I don't know. I just think anybody, you know, whether you got it... How, no matter how you got into wrestling, whether you're an actor or whatever... Uh, I, I have respect for him for taking that shit. And, and I, mean, I mean, yeah, I can I can respect I mean, anybody who can. You yeah. know, I respect the that you know that you know the the, the dedication. Yeah, the and dedication. I mean, wrestling, you know, it's wrestling's wrestling. It's fucking. Let's be honest. It's a it's a worked sport. Right. Know, it's scripted. Sure. So you can't really ever be mad at anything that happens. So, uh, you know, he got he never got really a fair shake. He probably didn't deserve to win a championship in ship, but. You know, he's really kind of coming around and doing, uh, he's putting the work in. He's getting, the, he's getting bloody. What more can you ask for, so, man? So, you know, that's kind of, God that's, bless. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, bless he, up. he, whatever's in the past, in the past, I think he's putting in some good work now and he seems to, like he's having a good time and that's all you can ask for. Is there anything coming up sooner this year that you have your eye on or is that not how it works with wrestling? No, <laughs> I mean, honest, I, I don't think know. like, I think that, well, I mean like. I, definitely, I think all elite wrestling. You know, it's it's a brand new promotion, brand new company that popped up. Okay, um, they're taking a lot of big talent, Jericho, a lot of Ring of Honor guys or Ring of Honor New Japan guys, like Young Bucks and um, possibly Kenny Omega, Cody Cody Rhodes. So they're that's I would definitely keep an eye on that, um, especially. Um, right now, it's kind of up in the air how big of a competition they'll be to WWE, but. Mm. If they land, you think, you think like, that they could be a, a, a legitimate threat, or is that like? I think if they land a TV deal, okay, then you know if they start pulling ratings from WWE, you know I think that that will 
benefit the viewer. I mean, it's like anything. Competition right. breeds better content. Yeah, agree. For anything. I guess my question is: Do you think WWE? Like, how easily do you think they can sway viewers from WWE this year? I mean, is it? Do you think it's like? Well, a, so this is kind of what, what what I think about all elite wrestling. It's like there's a lot of people out there, and Ryan and I kind of fall into this occasionally. Where we're just kind of sick of WWE. So you're looking for something else. You're looking basically. for an alternative. Something yeah. could easily you can be bought. Yeah. Okay. And it's like anything. Any and there's a lot of alternatives. You know, there's you know, like I said, Impact's really making a big push. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor's always been probably like not to say wrestling's best kept secret, but it's constantly putting on maybe the best matches, but it never really gets the eyes that WWE does. So that's the blind spotting of, of yeah. the wrestling. Yeah. And in all elite will probably fall into that category of like impact ring of honor, new Japan, but they have the Jaguars owner who is, who is financing this oh. massive, oh. massive amounts of money. Um, you know, it's all going to kind of depend on who they have for actual probably leadership roles and things. Cause the talent, like I said, the talent's amazing across the board. It's really like comes down to like company structure now, and if okay. they can get like a TV deal, and if they can start getting numbers that um, pull that kind of smart fan who's probably my age, like our age, like you know, mid twenties to early thirties who grew up in the Attitude Era, and is now kind of sick of WWE's like kid kid friendly mm-hmm. show. Hmm. So I think that's where they'll differentiate. If they can make a more adult-oriented product, or at least just more of a serious-oriented product, I think that that's where they'll be good. And I don't know. And then, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it in another episode, but I mean, there's there's a lot of really good potential matches for Mania. Let me ask you, what are we going to go to this year? What's one event mm-hmm. that we are going to go to? Well, I was telling Ryan, you know, take the next. there's an NXT TakeOver in... For Survivor Series in Chicago. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a little road trip. Maybe. It's be a road trip. Blade job uh, crossing state borders. Yeah. No, but there's some good there's some good local shows. I gotta get you guys to come to some local shows. Yeah. Th- those are just fun. It's a good way to you know, fifteen dollars. I just wish they weren't on freaking hours. like weekdays, I feel like. No, no, there's one coming I'll let you know. There's one okay. coming up on a Saturday. Okay, that's better. I can do. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay. There'll, there'll be some good stuff. Uh you know. It, it'll be it's a wait and see scenario. Yeah, Fair I enough. don't know of anything that's really like big that's coming to Detroit, um, but I'm sure that there'll be there'll be something. But no, it'll be a good year. I just think that it's going to be like a really influx year. Well, you, where you'll see maybe really high highs on all company fronts. Okay. I think everybody's going to really kind of be on their A game this year. Even WWE right now, since. Um, the last pay-per-view, which was uh, TLC, has really ramped up everything. And their storylines are good. And I think, yeah, I, I think everything is going to be... Um, everybody's going to try and be fighting for that, like, probably 20... I think whoever can capture that, like, 25 to 30 market... That's kind of the millennial, isn't it? That's kind of yeah. the millennial age now. A lot of people think yeah. that, like, kids are millennials, but no. It's a no, mid it's mainly, to late it's 20s, mainly, it's mainly early... like 20 to 20 to 35. Like, yeah. That's probably most wrestling fans. And I would say most of those... Of that population, 
I, I wouldn't even say 50% of that has children. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's 50. I would say it's less though. I would say less. And I, and, and with WWE really appealing to kids, um, you know, you're, you're probably getting adults in their like forties, I guess, who are taking their kids to this stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, the money lies in like our generation. We're the ones buying the most merch. We're the ones buying, you know, the pre-sale tickets and shit. So that's what I'm thinking. All Elite, Impact, if they can, whichever one of those can really get like our attention and be successful will be good. And all in all, I think the business is going to change. It's a good time to be like covering it, I guess, on a podcast because Mm. it's it's like really heading into an influx time. So is that company change for the better? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot, I feel like in this, in the year 2019, I feel like a lot of different entertainment outlets are changing with business, not in a good way, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's nice to have some hope. I just think there's going to be a lot of competition. Okay. And there's hey, a lot competition's of good for new things. All right. So I think anybody, you know, anything that's any company that's going to offer a new thing, I think that's good. And I think we're going to get that. So if only something could rival Disney, but that's, you know, not yeah. going to happen. Well, so. WWE is like the Disney of wrestling. So, you know, maybe we could Maybe well, I mean, not as creative as Disney. But, you know, money-wise and influence-wise and marketing-wise, mm-hmm. it's the Disney. You know, Disney doesn't release a lot of duds. Um, oh, no. WWE, you know, it's kind of up in the air. They're, they're very hit or miss. I was going to say, I thought DC is like, there's, there's no DC movie that's coming this year, but I think I keep, I keep forgetting about Shazam in April. Oh boy. I feel I feel like a lot of people are kind of forgetting about Shazam. I forget that DC even makes movies. Hey, man, Wonder Woman 2 next year is going to be great. It was this year, but now we got pushed to 2020. But yeah, we'll see about well, Shazam. That's all it. right. Yeah, I mean that's you know, 2019 uh, is going to be a good year, I think. Yeah, no, it is. It's going to be a great. I think it's going to be a good year for wrestling. Sounds like it's going to be a good year for movies. Hope it's going to be a good year for Blade Job. Blade yeah. Job. I mean, we're going back to basics after this. Get ready. We're this is, going. I like this. This is nice though. You know, this is like yeah, a bonus is, and a half. This is like, like this. yeah, you really got to see our personalities as like you know non drunk. Uh, you know, gore, gore, uh, guys. You know, talk, yeah. talk some real, real shit here. It's a bummer that Ryan was kidnapped by the cartel, but you know, yeah. sometimes you know, we're, we're you know, we wish him well. Hope he's doing well in the cartel. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're gonna get him out of there before yeah. the next episode. Next episode, we're going back to probably fucking cheesy eighties horror gore. Comedy. I don't think we figured out the movie yet, but we're gonna work on that. We're gonna be it can't uh, be worse than audition, so No, nothing yeah, we're 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 done trying to be pretentious. We're just sticking with we're sticking with silly fucking. I mean I can gore. do pretentious, just I want what I was <laughs> promised, god damn it, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I can't trust these top ten disturbing movies anymore. I know. I, yeah, I went a back leg gets cut off. I was, like, I was like maybe like maybe I was like wrong and I was like just thinking I saw that, but no, I went back and looked, and I was like, most disturbing Japanese movies ever. Audition was at least number three. I can't believe that. Three, like three was the I highest. I can't it was. believe that. And yeah. I, was like, no I actually, I, I, funny enough, I, I went on Reddit and I kind of like asked. I mean, I shouldn't have done this. I kind of, I, I was like, you know, 
is it? Like, what's up? Like, we reviewed this, you know, it was terrible, and I kind of got flamed and yeah, lambasted I've there. some people say that. Like, I'm just like, know, what do you, someone told me, he's like, oh, good, now I know what, you know, podcasts not listen to. And I was like, first of all, I don't give a shit if you listen, I don't care. But I'm just yeah. like, I I just, I am at a law. It, we, we already had an episode on this to talk wow. about that, but I just, I'm flabbergasted by that, but hey. Yeah, and it's just. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. No, I don't think it will. Well, we're going to, we're going to pre-screen movies. <laughs> yeah, watch them twice. Pre-screen it. Yeah, we're gonna pre-screen sure. before the actual screening for yeah. sure. So listen, from from I know we had all of our Happy New Year last time before the New Year, but listen, Happy New Year, 2019's gonna kick ass. Yeah, it is. Um, we're gonna be here every step of the way, you know. Yeah. Gracing the ears, please. I know that I feel like we're you know I'm calling on deaf ears here, but listen, give us a review, man. Yeah. Let me know some feedback. Give us a review. Hope- maybe you maybe you're like. You guys are right. Audition does fucking suck. Let us know. Or maybe maybe you're like that asshole on Reddit and you're like, oh, well, I stopped listening to your podcast because you yeah. didn't like Audition. You know? A foot being severed. Oh, that's, that's really disturbing. Yeah. Horrible. Um, one star, which is fine. I'll take a one star. I don't care. I want yeah. some sort of feedback, you know? Yeah, just, yeah, Otherwise, they just assume we're perfect. And I, you know, that's dangerous for the ego. But yeah. without any reviews, I'm just going to assume we're doing everything right, doing perfect. Yeah. We're very handsome, which is probably true, but... The point is, you know, and we're going to be growing this year. I think it's going to be a good year for us. So Yeah, we got some new, like, segments we're kind of hammering out that are going yeah. to be fun. Um, I think it would be fun to live stream an episode on, like, Twitch. Yeah. I think that'd be fun yeah. to do. I think we can do that at least just once to give it a shot. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So, I'm on Twitch, so, you know, I play shit, so, oh my, I keep almost knocking my thing over. Um, but, you know, we're going to, you know, we'll try some new stuff and experiment, you know, when, you know, we're still new to this despite... Doing this for a couple, several months now. But, we're almost you know, at a hit. We're gonna hit a year probably. Uh, I think in the summertime, right? Yeah, Wasn't maybe May summertime. Yeah. Or, or, or April. Yeah, yeah. We're having a good time. Hope you guys are having a good time. It's yeah, just, we're just having fun. We're having fun. If you know? you're not having fun, I'm not doing this for the money. You know. No. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. We're Don't making take like yourselves we're, too serious. We're making like eighty grand an episode. You know. Yeah, I mean, but we, no, it's not it's true. Not at all. About that. It's not about that, it's not you know. About that, you could you could even just take it away. Don't, but you could just take it away and be fine. We're yeah. still kicking ass. No, yeah. the spirit is still with us here. So, I mean, like we got Becky Lynch to like shout us out, essentially. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, and we didn't even pair to do it, which I mean, is nice. David Arquette, you know, I don't know if he, uh, if that was kind of a nod to us too, but. You know, he, he could have. That one guy on Reddit, you know, I mean, yeah. hey, you know, we got some marketing going on there. So. Also, I went to a live show recently, and um, I saw an indie indie chick um, named Priscilla Kelly. Kelly? Kelsey? I don't Priscilla Kelly, I believe. Priscilla K. Priscilla and, K. And, um, you know, I just kind of was talking to her afterwards. I said, hey, yeah, Blade Job, you know, give us some kind of shout out. You know, just do something on TV, you know, like, maybe, you know, Blade yourself or just, you know, blood tablet in the mouth. You know what she went out and did for us? What? She pulled the bloody tampon out. God bless it in America. Her mouth. She did that for us. For us, man. For us. For our pleasure. And God, I, I, mean, I gotta love that. I appreciate that. That is a true fan, and I appreciate yeah, so that. I mean, people, more, have, can we get more of that? More yeah. tampons and mouths? Yeah. Come on. So I mean, we're getting some. We're getting some big names. Uh, you know. No All right. Here, well, so. listen, we're having fun. I'm gonna keep doing this. I have a, I have a good time with it. And we hope you do too. And listen, we love you very much. So yeah. please uh, tell your friends we love you very much. Tell them that we love you very much. That's important. Yep. We'll be back next week with your regularly regular scheduled gore. And, it, we, and try not. We won't mention to Ryan that how his cartel life. I hope we don't bring up any bad yeah. memories or anything scars like that. So. Yeah. 
Alright, we love you very much. Goodbye.